we could even sessions. we could even throw hey you know you guys six years ago we were on a podcast called that we called uh Four guys. Four guys. Which get which has more likes than our our cold bow page. No, every it time. Just all these, oh, what the hell? Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Yahoo! Yahoo! Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Not much. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here with cool. my bros. Right on, guys. Well, what have we been up to? What have we been, we've been doing? Troy, are you okay, man? <laughs> yeah, no. Jake does this every goddamn time. <laughs> it's, it's funny, too, because he's like, Troy's always like, all right, guys, we're sitting here bantering, and then Jake starts. So the thing <laughs> and is, he, and Troy goes mad on the up. dials. <laughs> <laughs> he perks up, and he's like, damn it, Jake. And he's like adjusting things he's like, like crazy. like a concert oh, pianist right I now. Yell, it's because I yell into the microphone when I do it's it. It's not that. It's not just that. It's that like this whole time you were sitting back. Back, and then you just like, I don't so, know how it's yeah, super anyway. fair for him. To, yeah. <laughs> so, hey guys, I'm ready. Oh no, we're not. When, so as the producer of this episode, the person at the board producing, mm-hmm. if there's any problems with the audio, it's Jake's fault. <laughs> that's my, I'm happy to take that's that my disclosure. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, cool. Well, what have we been up to, guys? So I have been uh, watching. Well, I just finished the current season of. What I think is probably one of the be- one of the better um, TV shows going right now is called The Good Place. Have you ever watched it? I want to watch it so bad. So I so I good. I unfairly dismissed it. It's just so it, it feels so like chick flick, like bubblegum, bubble and That's, oh, dude, it's <laughs> so it's funny. it's, it's it, it is kind of that way. But oh man, there's so many good jokes. That's, so many that's what characters. I've heard. Yeah, it is so so good. Like my brother was telling me about. There's an episode where there's like a guy and he's on a train mm-hmm. and he has to save all these people on the train and then so he, the train crashes and he saves himself and they're like, well yeah you saved yourself but everyone on there died and so then he goes back and saves everybody else and then uh, when people get off it runs over an old lady on the sucker foot stuck in the railroad. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it but my brother was telling it to me and i was like that's really funny because it's like a deep theme about religion and uh, well, it's it's a, it's like the, the trolley it's the trolley experiment thing <laughs> yeah it, like, like the whole the whole show is based around philosophy and yeah. how different philosophers do things and like each episode kind of has a philosophy theme it, it's it's like it's really it's actually pretty deep in that way yeah it's, that's that, when he was telling there's me, was a like, lot of lure what? there's like the the jokes the the it is because it's about um people that die and they go to and they make sure to it's clear that it's not a christian heaven and hell but it's called the good place and the bad place and and there's demons and there's angels and and uh, the demons are like they're just like super immature stupid um it's it's just it's really funny it's you, you need to watch it so, so i just finished the third season they they've announced that um they're ending it after four seasons voluntarily because that's when the story ends mm-hmm. so it's one of those like has integrity type TV shows, <laughs> um, and it, and the, the showrunner is uh, he was on the he he was on the Office and helped write the he was Moe's on the Office. Mm. Um, he was he was one of the writers on on there. Wait, which and one's he, Moe's? He's uh, Dwight's, Dwight's brother or cousin. cousin. <laughs> 
He's the one that like chases their car. Yeah, <laughs> the, the creepy guy. Mose. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a showrunner. The guy who it. never speaks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's actually a talented writer. Really good showrunner. Like he, that's like, funny. I watched this this Comic Con panel with with all of them, and he was on there, and like he was very very highly respected. Like, like he uh, in this in this latest season, he's he had the um, script supervisor. Um, direct an episode because he wanted to give her a chance at directing and that type of thing. It's, it's really interesting. Cool. I I tend to basically poo poo any any uh, network broadcast network. It, it's probably the best shows. show on network TV. Get, in my like opinion. the only net for the longest time, the only network show that I thought was worthy of anything was Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Um, for like was, two seasons, and I was like, nothing else is even worth watching except for modern family because it has clever writing mm-hmm. and it but like it just goes to show that like there are there's there's definitely good shows out there and kristen, kristen bell is honestly really funny in this like it is kind of bubblegummy in that way and, and network tv in that way but it mm-hmm. is it, it, but it does kind of the brandon sanderson thing where it has it replaces uh curse words with mm-hmm. where uh she she she's uh, storm off. Yeah, she uh, she she says Gotcha-o. fork all the time. Like what the fork? Like why can't why can't I say fork? I'm trying to say fork fork. Like you're in the good place. You can't swear. <laughs> um, and she's like you you dumb shirt and stuff. Anyway, it's it's pretty. That's funny. Cool. It is. I, I, I like that. I, I like really the, want to watch it. I like the innocence. Dude, speaking of, of vulgarity, it's on Netflix. That show is. This is something that's always bothered me. But that show is done in the style of like Office, and they like talk to the camera and look at the camera. Who's watching that show? Like, is it a show within a show? Like, what? They did it just because that style was hot. I know. Like, what's but going on? I don't there? think they understood. It. I know. It was like, like they're talking to the camera. Like, it's an interview style show. Like, is this a show that they're putting on TV? Like, what the hell's? And yeah, been following around this story. family for like nine years. I was like, is this a show? Or they, I don't. What is this? It's like a capturing of a. a I don't know. It, no, I've actually crazy. had the. I've actually had the same thought when I was watching The Office. It was. It was the clip where. Um, well, they say in The Office that this is for a, a TV show. Yeah, right. The ninth season, they they yeah. say that but at the same time they have these things where you're like why is there a camera crew right there well yeah and, and that's you know and that's mean? the thing i watched and, this and whole this whole youtube thing about it yeah we're explaining that they use it as a plot device yeah. when, when they want to and, but and it not works when they don't and it, it, it works it, it works it, it's it's it, it's part of the humor it's part of the like being the, a part of the, the audience, like they'll, they'll cut know? to a two shot where there was obviously no camera there in the second so yeah it's just, it was it like is, but but it is it's also a way for them to get voyeuristic mm-hmm. shots right and, and like they, they'll use the they'll use the the camera like the crew like anytime uh, someone needs to run somewhere mm-hmm. it and they run towards the camera. They're always trying to get around the camera. Yeah. Um. So the only time they like interact is when it, it serves the plot. It, yeah. it it's kind of almost cheating, but in like a good way because like you're watching a show and you're like, now we can hear the characters in her monologue right after the funny right. scene. Exactly. And it's funny again. Right. So yeah, it's it's also though the it, the psychology of it is really interesting that. <laughs> Michael Scott would not be as obnoxious and annoying if there wasn't a camera there that's for him to too. show off to. Yep. That's true. Um, playing, you can tell he's that's playing the first to the season for sure. He's but, playing to the camera. But like that's that that was I, I heard Ricky Gervais give a talk or talk about that in an interview saying that's David Brent. David Brent 
would not have been as obnoxious if there wasn't someone to show off to. Right. Because David Brent thought that that was his, this was going to be his shot to make it as a celebrity. And so he's trying to show off like, Oh, this is what I can do for comedy. Oh, this is what I can do for drama. Mm -hmm. This is what I, this is why you should cast me as an actor in whatever you're thinking about. And so that's, and so he was, he saw it as kind of a, a demo reel. How did we get on this tangent? <laughs> this is crazy. I don't know, but that's the beauty of the Cold Bow podcast. Dude. Tangents. Enjoy our tangents, goddammit. But if, if uh, we had more time, we would just do this for four hours. <laughs> Joe Rogan, eat your hat. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a, it, it's an interesting psychological part of the show of mm-hmm. like, it, Michael Scott is an annoying boss, but he wouldn't be half as annoying if the cameras weren't there making he was, the show. He's obviously somewhat competent, and he got the job, you know? Right. Super interesting idea. Way to look at it. All right. So. Um, I'll, I'll go next. Since we were talking about this documentary style, I like to watch documentaries. You guys know that about me. Um, I watched a documentary recently on Netflix. About true crime? No, actually, it's oh, not. Okay. Um, it's called... Dear Privilege, it's me, Chelsea. Okay. And it's a comedian. Oh, Chelsea okay. Handler? Chelsea Handler. Oh, boy. And she does this documentary about white privilege. And uh, it was interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. I mean, in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, we're all four, four white dudes, so I guess you're half white. Um, but... Uh, Right. He, he pointed to me. Yeah. No, he pointed to me. I'm the, I'm the half white one. Scott's not halfway. <laughs> what? Um, That's why they look so differently. Guys. But it, it just it just explores this uh, this concept of of white privilege that um, has kind of uh, it's gained its uh, traction in, in social media and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's just interesting to look at it from perspectives that. You know, we're so a white it's, person's it's, it's perspective. A, it's a no, Chelsea Handler like, thing. How much is she involved in like on camera stuff? All of it. Oh, is she? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's really interesting to see, to see different people's perspectives because obviously when you interview every single black person, they say, yeah, white privilege is a thing. When you interview white people, they're like, oh, uh, no, white privilege isn't a thing. I've, I struggle. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then you have like, the the virtue signaling where it's like oh hey like i'm aware of my white privilege so uh go me i'm going to make a difference about it and it's just an interesting topic of conversation yeah, i'm like afraid to touch this right now but I, I i think any it's interesting because especially cause if your skin color is privilege white. exists i grew up in like we we have uh, an east versus west thing here in, in utah it was salt lake city specifically mm-hmm. and i grew up um, the West and the, we were very poor mm-hmm. and we used to get like McDonald's toys for Christmas. And so but then I'd, I'd look across state street and be like, look at those guys getting Toyotas for their 16th birthday. It's ridiculous. So like, I, I know privilege definitely. And it's funny and because it only West siders think the East side starts at state street. I know. Huh? East siders <laughs> think it starts at 13th. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, we don't claim Olympus. We don't <laughs> It also it also goes back in in history, you know, like all of us, we can we can kind of trace back our our uh, our lineage, if you will, to like European, sometimes European royalty, um, and then a lot of like Scotty and I, yeah, um, a lot of the, the 
We're the we're we're, we're descendants of King Henry VIII. Yeah, the Tudors. Yeah, that would be on the same side, I think. And I'm a second generation citizen. No, on my dad on on the Giffords. Whatever, side, I am too. We're, Whatever. We're related cool. to anyway. Henry VIII. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, but yet all of the uh, African-Americans, most of the African-Americans in our country are descended from slaves who were brought over in Africa and lost their heritage. So their heritage is literally going back there. 300 years. Yeah, yeah. 300 years. And so their their history is only what we have in our country's and history. And it's really interesting thing too, like, to think their, about that. Their roots of being American yeah. is stronger than mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause there's, cause yours extends beyond America. There's doesn't. Right. It does. It does. They just don't know it. But, but yeah, they, they, they don't, they, yeah, they're not yeah, aware. They, they have a connection. Yeah. I, I also anyway, feel weird saying they. Right. I mean, we're all, we're all white. We're all mostly white guys. Um, I, I mean, we're whatever. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's just an interesting conversation to have. And it's just, it, it's an interesting documentary because the knee jerk reaction of, I think most white people is like, oh, it doesn't exist. We all suffer. We all have problems. But then it, it, you also have to t- take a step back and look at it and say, there are issues that need to be addressed or need to be looked at and at least understood. So, so. one of the, one of my favorite, uh, I don't even know what, how to call this, but one of my favorite, uh, uh, ways to look at white privilege is, uh, I don't know if any of you have watched the little Dicky. Uh, music videos. Oh yeah, the, but damn, it's great to be called, a white dude. He he has a song <laughs> called "White Dude," and he talks about how great it is to be a white dude. And um, he's like going. And Lil Dicky is a is a comedy rapper. He's a rapper, and he's, he's mo- mostly comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also really talented. Weird, extremely talented. <laughs> I, I watched him free flow a few times on a what's like that? Sway what's that in the morning. Yeah, Sway on Sway's show. And it's really great. But he in this in his music video talking about damn it's good to be a white dude, uh, he talks about how it's not knocking against Hispanic people or black people or any other race. I'm just talking about how great it is to be a white dude. Like I and he talks in the song, he says like people automatically genuinely think I'm a good person. I can I can get into pretty much any college in the country I can do. And he's, he basically talks about white privilege, but not in a way that's like controversial in a comedic way. And he talks about in a comedic way, but he, but he just talks about like how great white guys actually have it and how he's grateful for it, but not like he doesn't feel like he needs to hold it over anyone. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I, 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 you watch that and it's a very comedic song and it's hilarious, but it's also like when you think about the lyrics and you listen to it and you think about what, what he's actually saying, it's actually kind of thought provoking. And it was actually one of the first things like, like you said, uh, like, generally white people are like, Oh, I've struggled. I grew up, I grew up in a poor area. I don't know why you'd say that. And no, like generally uh, like there's definitely white privilege out there. Anyway, I thought it was, uh, so unless you're, if you're not comfortable with uh, crude lyrics, then don't look up (laughs) any of the stuff. But if you are okay with crude lyrics, look up white dude. And that was one of my favorite. The music video is really funny too. Uh, 
Oh, it's, yeah. it's weird how the most thought-provoking things recently has been through comedy. a lens of comedy. Yeah. Like, Bill Burr has a stand-up special right after Dave Chappelle. Not nearly as controversial, but just as... That's actually the reason why I brought this up was because yeah. you guys were talking about Dave Chappelle in the yeah. uh, clowns episode yeah. and I wasn't here and it was a conversation I desperately wanted to be part of. Yeah. And it was just this kind of like as an extension of that. It's yeah. just, it's interesting that to what you're saying and I'll let you get back to it is the comedy is, is the, the comedians the, are the what's lens. driving, driving these conversations. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I watched, so I guess this is what I, I've been up to. I, I watched Bill Burr's stand up. Uh, I'll try not to take too long because we've been going for a while. Um, but it was thought provoking and stuff he was saying was offensive to somebody, you know, like, and, and that's, that's kind of the way comedy's always been, but it, and then it just like makes you think, uh, like he, he, he's married to a black woman, but he doesn't like talking about that. He doesn't like saying like, oh yeah. And then I'm going to, now I have to tell white guy jokes and black guy jokes and, and the differences and how they drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in the Simpsons, you're like, it's so true. Um, but he but then he's like he can tell his his sexist racist jokes and then they go oh but he's married to a black woman so he doesn't really mean him he's like i don't like that i don't like that people can say that he's like because i'm not racist and me and just because i'm married to a black woman that doesn't prove that my character is i'm, I'm not racist i just like to regardless of who it, I'm, yeah, married, exactly. I'm not racist um but yeah he, he was having this, this argument with his wife and obviously they love each other but it was like a racial argument and he's like, oh, yeah, I went there with her. Oh, yeah, because we love each other and we can have those conversations. Like they were talking about Elvis and how Elvis stole. He stole blues from the jazz people and, or from the black people. He stole uh, blues and jazz, whatever. Rock and roll. Yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, and she's like, I just want to acknowledge that it's not fair that he blatantly stole this. Uh, the dance moves, even if it wasn't him, maybe it was an agent. But he's. they looked at this. They stole it. They said it was his. They gave it to him didn't acknowledge where it came from he's like i don't think that's fair and bill's like you know i i agree i don't have any arguments to say to you from there he's like however if you guys weren't so tortured maybe you wouldn't have had the soulful music <laughs> such, <laughs> great music. such great music from a tortured the music soul would have suffered you'd be what is it, like, you'd be stomping on the downbeats and you'd be <laughs> you'd have no rhythm <laughs> uh, anyway, playing that washboard it'd be, it'd be rough and that that's a that like that's a crazy joke to say yeah um but it's just like it's thought-provoking like little little dicky lyrics <laughs> it's like wow i never thought of it that way but it's told through a lens of comedy um which interesting which, which comedy has a way of disarming people and when you're disarmed you you you're able to listen to something and not think of it in terms of being offended or being upset or being angry. And so that, and then well, once you're, you're it, able to do that, <laughs> there are many people that aren't, there are many people that aren't. That's true. Anyway, anyway, great stuff. Great stuff. Thanks guys. Yeah. It was awesome. Interesting. There's was, there was a, there was one of my favorite, uh, what are we up to? Uh, little, little tangents. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Um, Detroit. do 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 you want to talk to us a little bit about our uh, Patreon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you guys aren't aware already, we are on Patreon. And uh, yeah, so basically, you know, we've said this before. We don't, we aren't big fans of asking, asking for money or anything. But if you want to support us, this is a great way where you, where you can support us. You go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Podcast, And you can choose to, uh, you can choose to, 
what is it called? You can become a patron and you can, we have these different tiers where you can become like a, a cold bro or gal, I guess. Anyway, basic um, bro, basic bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can choose how much or whether it's one time or monthly, how much you want to contribute if you want to. And, uh, as we've said before, this doesn't go into our own pockets. We're not, we're not lining our pockets. This is all to help keep the podcast afloat. So, uh, anything you can contribute is a million times appreciated and, yeah, and we love you for it. So I can't even tell you how much it I appreciate it still kind of boggles my brain that me being an ass on the microphone would be something that someone As would. opposed to you being not on the microphone. Well, I don't get paid to be an <laughs> asshole off the microphone. And not that I'm getting paid here. It's just that someone... I'm just saying that... Pay my that wages, damn it. Peop, nobody outside of this forum would even consider that. I, I don't know. I just think it's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. I love you guys. Yeah. And we always appreciate our listeners. And we, Even listening. Yeah. What the hell are you doing listening to me? I'm some jackass. I don't know. It's crazy. Jake has a lot of good things to say and very good points. You should listen to him and you should like it. <laughs> Including himself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Check us out. Patreon.com slash Coldbow Podcast. And uh, yeah, we'd love you to be a patron of ours. Cool. Thanks, Troy. That You're was welcome. awesome. Thank you. This episode of the Cold Bow Podcast is brought to you by the Moon and Back Boutique. They are not your typical boutique. They offer the same quality boutique clothing for up to half the price of their competitors. Now, Christmas is coming right around the corner, guys. And if you're anything like me, you put off shopping for your loved ones until the last minute. So don't do that this year. Don't be that guy. Don't be like me. Do all of your shopping in one place and save a ton of money at the same time. It's win-win. You can find the Moon and Back Boutique on Facebook. Just type in uh, the Moon and Back Boutique in the search bar to see all their great deals. Be a bro and do it. I promise you will not regret it. Okay. We are going to move on into our next episode. When was the last time we did a goat episode? It's been a while. We did, uh, was they, it the chick flick? Chick flicks. They tend to was be that longer. that the last one? But, uh, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Chick flick, chick huick. huh? We that got one, a go that to, one went for a while. That one did go for a while. Uh, we're going to try not to do that again today, but I'm not going to make any promises because... We'll have, to cut, we'll have to cut Chris off, I guess. <laughs> Chris is the one who, who came up with this idea, so we're going to let him take it away. All right. So uh, this has been something that I thought about for a while. Uh, you, you've read the title, so it's obvious that we're doing uh, our favorite or our GOAT greatest of all time uh, video game developer. And I guess when I, I pitched this idea to the guys, they were like, wait, what is that? <laughs> like, what, what is a developer? Like, what is? And I, I guess I, I know what I know. And so it's it's hard to not like because this is something I'm passionate about. Like I, I have a lot of passion. I have a lot of interest in reading the stuff and doing research and like what what video game company made what and like what individual person moved from this team to this team. And I was like, oh, it's crazy. And like where where location wise the studio is. Um, so I guess the way that to think of this episode is uh, your, your favorite movie director. Um, for example, J.J. Uh, Abrams made the new Star Wars movies. Uh, Disney uh, produced those movies. They own the rights to Star Wars. J.J. Uh, Abrams has a development studio, quote unquote, called Bad Robot. So if you ever go to see a movie and you see Disney and then you see Bad Robot afterwards, 
that Disney produced it. Bad Robot made the movie with Disney's money. <laughs> Disney, yeah, Disney's the studio. Right. So the big ones that you see, like Disney, Paramount, Sony, Sony, 20th those Twentieth Century, Century Fox, those are the uh, those are the studios that they're that they have three main functions. They fund the movie, they give it money, they um, distribute the the movie afterwards. So they they're the ones that that print the discs and mm -hmm. and and they get it into theaters and they do all that stuff and, and then they then, keep all the money and then they yeah they keep <laughs> all the money uh the production company which uh jj abrams production company is bad robot uh, christopher uh nolan has syncope uh i've never Steven, heard that say that said out loud and i was like yeah. syncope yeah like, syncope uh, steven spielberg, uh, steven spielberg has amblin. amblin entertainment yeah these are the production he has, he has dreamworks too i think well, I mean, he may have bought, but like, uh, yeah. but those are, those are all production companies that actually do the filmmaking. Their job is to make the film. And, and there's often multiple. And they, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And they're, they're, so they're the ones who, who, who are doing the down and dirty work of making the movie. Now you can't make a movie without money and the studio makes the money or give, provides the money. Mm -hmm. Um, they also can provide studio space they can provide all this other different things that that uh, go into that but i think that's what you're talking about is yes. the difference between a video game publisher and a mm -hmm. video game developer right is the so, same as a studio and a production so who are some popular video game publishers a uh, publisher would be so if if you're i mean if you're still here listening we're talking about video games so you you may or may not know but if you watch e3 um they will have a showcase and PlayStation will have a showcase because they make hardware like PlayStation, Xbox. They also buy uh, development studios and they just release them solely on their stage or mm -hmm. their company. Mm -hmm. So like uh, PlayStation, Microsoft, those are uh, producers, publishers. Uh, EA, uh, they used to make games and then now they don't anymore. They did buy companies and those companies make the games for them. And then they publish them. So they, distribute them. their biggest game is the Star Wars franchise. They've got the rights to that. Uh, Lots of sports games. EA Sports. It's in the game. Uh, they make FIFA. FIFA is probably their biggest. It, probably, it's yeah. Huge. It's, it's, and it's something they don't even have to advertise because it just sells itself. They do. They do Madden as well, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Madden's uh, huge. Madden's huge. So an EA, they're they're a controversial company. They usually get like the worst company in the mm -hmm. world award, but they own these studios that are so talented that uh, they just they're passing notes down to them like, hey, you got to make these changes, and they're like, fine, you're paying our bills, but we don't like it. Um, Activision. Let's take uh, this and Call make of Duty. DLC. Yeah. Activision yeah. is a huge uh, publisher. They own like the Call of Duty franchise. Okay. Uh, Bethesda. They're another one. They make the Skyrim games. They also make like first person shooters like Doom and Quake. And, and okay. And then you have others that act as both the publisher and the yeah exactly which we can get into. And, and that's what that's what that was an example I wanted to use is yeah. Uh, Square Soft is a company that merged with a company called Enix. Now they are Square Enix. So they went from a company that just made games to acquiring studios. So they own like Eidos and Eidos is making the Avengers game. Mm -hmm. So this small company in Japan that used to make Final Fantasy games are now making the Avengers game. That's cool. That's crazy. 
So that's that's crazy how if you can be get so big. Yeah. Like, and it's it's cool to see how we talk about movies a lot. And um, we, we've also talked about video games. Uh, Chris and I would do the Cold Bow Arcade uh, podcast and um, we would just just talk about video games. But it's interesting to see how production of movies mm-hmm. is very, very similar to production of video games. It's just, it's, it's just a different yeah. media. And, yeah. and that's, that's what I wanted to say too, is if you think of last week, we talked about Steven Spielberg, Spielberg made Jaws. He made a uh, Jurassic, e. Jurassic Park. So th- those, those are in his filmography. Uh, there's studios that have made your favorite video games that you probably like, don't even know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I brought up Square Square Enix. They made the Final Fantasy games, and it was just one team. Um, I don't want to say too much because I might be saying somebody else's game, but like a company like Capcom, who started off as developing Street Fighter, Mega Man, uh, Beautiful Joe, like all these huge games that um, Resident Evil, their biggest franchise, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter World. Uh, Capcom made all of these. And the the same team can own claim to all of those games. It's it's crazy. Um, so like, think of like your director. There is a group of guys that have made your favorite games that you probably didn't know were all made by the same team. That's 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 the spirit of today's episode. Sorry, Jake, I didn't mean to cut that, you off. No, that's a really great intro. I'm I'm glad that you that you uh, led us into it with that to give us that understanding because mm-hmm. even I like get confused sometimes between a video game developer and a video game uh, publisher. And that's, that's if I wasn't like constantly absorbing this knowledge, (laughs) there's no, there's, there's no clear lines between the two. Right. They're they're often blurred. Yeah. They're switching. Like it's like, like Troy said, there's also companies that are both the publisher and the developer. Mm -hmm. So, So like Nintendo famously, Capcom, like I just said, Capcom, uh, Ubisoft, 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 whatever, however you pronounce it, Ubisoft has is the publisher, but they also have like seven different th- development companies mm-hmm. around the world that develop the game and then just pass it up the line to the <clears throat> publisher. Rockstar has the same thing. I was Rockstar say that. games, they mm-hmm. they have their own publisher. That's why you see two Rockstar logos. They have yeah. their developer and their publisher, and it's they actually have another because they have a team that works. They they switch on and off mm-hmm. like. One will work on Grand Theft Auto. One will work on Red Dead or something else. Yeah. yeah. So they, they kind of and and I guess the the word is in business is incestuous, but they share. Like if somebody's like a rock star, like obviously rock star. If someone's like stands out, then they'll say, "Hey, this guy made an awesome game. Take him off of whatever game he's on and put him on this game. This is our priority right now." And that sucks, but it's usually done to good results. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this episode we're going to talk about like usual our runner up then our favorite. Um, Do you mind if I go first then since we're already yeah. talking about Rockstar? So yeah. my runner up is Rockstar. And I'll make this quick um, as we should make our runner up runners up quick. Oh, mine's I, not. <laughs> so. I love uh, I love Rockstar video games. Um, I I gush over have gushed over uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and the first Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Those are their two big big uh, games, but they've also made others. I think they made a Max Max Payne. Or, uh, yeah, they have a lot of games. Yeah, they have a lot of other ones like Max Payne, Bully, uh, mm-hmm. Tabletop. 
tennis. Sort of. uh, <laughs> so so Rockstar has a similar feel to them. Yeah, they and and really what Rockstar has done is they've taken the three dimensional open world concept and have have made it kind of their their thing that like their. They're sandbox games. Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto Three might be one of the most important exactly. games ever made. Exactly, and that, that's what that's as much as I want to talk about GTA Five, and I want to talk about uh, Red Dead Redemption. Everything goes back to Grand Theft Auto Three, where it, like you said, it's it's one of the most important games of our generation because it really stretched what we can do with our games. And then the last thing I want to say about Rockstar is they push boundaries. And what I mean by what boundaries I mean to push, other than development boundaries, because their games are always gorgeous and for the time they come out, especially they push the boundaries of what we're willing to accept and see and view and, and absorb in our video games. And I'm going to compare them to South park and I'm going to compare them to, um, always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that like, they're going to make you do something and you're going to feel really uncomfortable doing it because it's not <laughs> something you do in real life. You know, you're not, you're going to go kill some hookers or you're going to go, you know, you're going to go, yeah. you're going to go, um, uh, hijack a hijack a car or you're going to go shoot somebody's horse or something. You know what I mean? Like you're going to go do these things. And it's not that those doesn't, those don't exist in other games. I just think, I just feel personally that rockstar is the development company right now that is pushing that. And I think that is actually really healthy because in this, in this society where everybody's getting offended by every little thing here and every little thing, you need these, these voices like South park, like, um, like always sunny, um, like even uh, big mouth on Netflix, Nick Kroll's comedy, uh, cartoon, you need these, these, uh, um, voices, these, these people that are saying, there is, you need to not have this line. Mm. Everything is okay to be made fun of everything you need. You need to like, just, just chill. And I think that in the video game world, rockstar is that rockstar is controversial, like on both political spectrums. Yeah. Like, like Christian right, it's too violent, and yeah, then, yeah, and then you got the people on the left, like uh, you're killing women and stealing yeah, their money, it's, like it's it's, it's they're, racist. They're it's, pissing both people off, yeah, uh, simultaneously. Um, but they still sell and sell and, and, sell and, 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 sell. and what's interesting is that these, these companies, <clears throat> I mean, Rockstar is, I, I don't know how many people work there, but thousands, I'm sure. Um, like the, there's individuals that work there. I wonder what their take is on what they're producing. <laughs> the, the individuals, how many people disagree with See, what that, they're producing? That's the thing as well. Is 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 you have different aspects of everything. You have designers and artists who want to have a platform to put some of their best work out, and then you have other people like writers and and people who will. And that's one of the things that that's with to rock stars. I don't want to say detriment, but they steal a lot of their content their stories from mm. other sources you know if you've played grand theft yeah. auto vice city you're basically playing Scarface. all of all of their <laughs> their gta games and their their red dead games are based on on something on else. a movie on, on or, another yeah or like a couple of movies like mm-hmm. unforgiven is red dead mm-hmm. and then red dead 2 i i read somewhere what it was i don't remember it was it's actually yeah. fairly a uh, wild bunch. It's a wild bunch. Yeah. I, and like, like I said, Grand Theft Auto Vice City is, is basically Scarface. Yeah. Like shot for shot. So like, it's not and Grand this, Theft Auto five or the six. What's the, what's the most recent one? Five. five? Yeah. That's heat. Okay. Something. Um, okay. and so it really, what it comes down to is that like they, they do, they don't, I don't want to say they steal their source material. They borrow their source material to tell their story, but they are, they're pushing those boundaries into what Scott was saying. I, I think that you just have such a variety of people that I wonder too, story wise, pushing those boundaries, how they're, how comfortable they are. With I, I kind of respect that though. Cause like 
because there's a there's a director on each game there's a writer a creative yeah. writer or, yeah so like you got to respect their vision but like if you can see like like even the writer could write a story about a person he doesn't agree with you know what i mean like you you can have a protagonist who could be a terrible person like yeah. I, don't, I don't agree with anything they say uh, like uh, Chris Evans doesn't like playing Captain America because he disagrees with his philosophies on everything. Right. Um, but he still nailed it. He still did a good job. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get off that, the soapbox I was on uh, as far as pushing <laughs> the boundaries. I just think it's important, especially in this day and age when we're, it's easily to, easy to get offended. And it, as soon as somebody gets offended, jobs are lost lives are lives are ruined. And Rockstar th- is a group of rebels, dude. Like yeah. they, they, they work in Manhattan like that's where their student. No video game company ever works out there because it's yeah. a, it's a West Coast thing. You 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 send your stuff to California, and that's when it gets that's when it goes gold and gets shipped. Yeah. And they're the only, they're like, no, we're not moving out there. We like it. We're here. We're it's, a New York company. Yeah, it's it's very much like a Silicon Valley type. Yeah, yeah. Field they're yes. trying to go for. And before we move on, I want to give one more one more piece of credit is that Rockstar started from a company called Rockstar North mm-hmm. that was actually based in Scotland, um, in uh, in the UK. So. Just to, and they're the ones that made the first GTA games, the one, the top view, the, the, mm-hmm. the, anyway, um, that's kind of where it started, where it came from and it's, it's evolved. Absolutely. But that's, I just want to give I it love some like, of it's, it's, like a, a guy, Richie style GTA game. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be awesome. Oh man. But anyway, I know they have games like that, but I want like the guys to make it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, anyway, we can, we can move on. Um, yeah. I, I I had more to say about Rockstar. But I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you can you can if everybody else is okay. I just don't no, want to hijack. I was going to say like they're good, but uh, <laughs> I don't need to go there. <laughs> um, okay, so my runner up. I told you guys what it was earlier, and now I'm changing it. Sorry. Um, uh, just when I when I started talking about uh, the publisher and the and the developer being the same person um being the same company i it made me think of uh sony computer entertainment santa monica and the santa monica studios being they and the interesting part about that as well is that they they also produce the hardware Mm-hmm. for PlayStation. Yeah. So you have Santa Monica Studios, which develops games, publishes the games, and creates the uh, creates the, the hardware that comes out. And I'm not going to talk about other places that do that right now because I feel like I'll be stepping on people's toes doing that. But those end up... You end up making some of the most polished feeling games right? because you know... When you when you work for the company that produces the the hardware that the game is going to be played on, you know exactly what that hardware can do. Yeah. So you it, know exactly it, how how many pixels it, you can it's, use. It's you kind know of exactly. it's, it's the same thing. Why it feels like if you ever used a Mac or an iPhone, it feels the the software is very built into the hardware and vice versa. They're, right. It's an ecosystem they built into it, whereas Windows isn't that way. Exactly. Exactly. And so it's very, uh, and so Santa Monica studios, uh, they produce the God of war games. Those are, that's their biggest seller. That's the ones that right. they've made 
the bet the most from is their God of War games, and um, they really haven't made much outside of that. They just they made Bound, which was a kind of a cool game. They made the Fat Princess they, game. They made a lot of games. Like they've they, made a ton of games. They helped the, with a Journey with that game company. The journey, yeah. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. And so they they do. They've made a ton of games, but as far as name recognition, it's God of War. Right. Maybe yeah, Fat they, Princess. In between God of War games, they work on a lot of like lower scale indie games, which isn't really necessarily indie because Sony funded it. Yeah. Um, Just indie feeling. They do a lot of uh, collaborations with smaller companies uh, that Sony may or may not buy. Uh, so, but yeah, they've. Which they've, I think um, is cool. Yeah, for sure. I think it's awesome that they do that. Uh, and but the latest God of War game that came out, which. I don't know if you've been listening to us, but uh, no, we're we talking about Red like... Dead Redemption and God of War right <laughs> after each other. We kind of like we kind of like that game. That horse and Red Dead, us. we beat the <laughs> out of it already. <laughs> um, that latest God of War game was one of the more polished feeling games, and I think that 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 added a lot to why we liked it so much is because of the polished feeling of that game and how it 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 uh implemented to the to the hardware so well that i i don't know it just it felt really cool and the fact that there was no loading screens it was all one shot and it, all that stuff i think stems from the fact that they know they know so well the hardware. The, the hardware and what it what it's capable of that they know where they can. I don't know. The thing, it, it just it, it integrates so well, and it, it it's really one of my favorite. Uh, the the thing about um, games there, God of War, all of them really is they just feel. And this is gonna be a weird word to say, but complete. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like true. like everything is thought out, and and it's not necessarily the thing that they're the only ones that do that, but they feel mm-hmm. complete. Remind me again, sorry, what what's the developers? Santa Monica Studios. Sa- Santa Monica Studios. Okay, and they developed all of the. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Santa Monica okay. Studios is Sony, so it's Sony Computer Entertainment, Santa Monica Studios. Okay, mm-hmm. is, so because they the Sony Computer Entertainment, I think has a to- Tokyo. Uh, I don't know about Tokyo specifically, but I know that. But they have another one. They have another branch. Yeah. That's, uh, mm-hmm. So it's the Japanese branch. So uh, and they did God of War one, right? They did. They did. I don't know if they did the first yeah, God did. of War. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have they done and they've done every. But they've done every God of War since God of War two mm-hmm. that I know of. Mm-hmm. So assuming that they did God of War one, um, there's I'm, I'm like. God of War, the first one, was one of the first... Okay, so you, you, you've you played video games, and, and when you play a game and your jaw just hits the floor, mm-hmm. you know? Grand Theft Auto 3 comes to mind. Sure. We already talked about that. And uh, God of War was like that for me, where it was like just so much going into it and, and just so much going on, going into it. You're, 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 you're running, th- running around um, Athens killing uh, zombies, right? Something. Yeah. <laughs> and... and Ares is behind you destroying yeah. the city and it's just the, the way that everything works and then like he comes and he interacts with you and stuff it's just it was I used to brilliant. skip class in high school to go to Best Buy <laughs> to play the demo of this game yeah we did it a lot yeah uh, this game blew my mind when yeah. it first came out and that that's a weird thing about Santa Monica Studios is, is Sony uh, I don't know if they've always owned them I, I want to say that they like maybe they even started them I don't I'm not like a history buff of this company sure but um, they they will take a lead 
and um, because they make multiple games so they have multiple projects going on so they'll take a lead and they'll put them in charge of this game so like they made twisted metal that franchise they did huh Mm -hmm. and and so the guy that made twisted metal worked on the first god of war and then he quit santa monica and went somewhere else and so they put uh cory barlog on god of war 2 and it's been his franchise ever since. Okay. And it's been his okay. baby and he is mm-hmm. brilliant mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And so and this this most recent game feels like like the first the, all the, the first four or five, six God of War games that they made, because uh, there's some on PSP or some on Vita, they're okay. Um, but it feels like this is what he's it's been leading him up to. Right. Is right. is this the, the they're the most recent God of War who is like I've talked to people like this is my new favorite game of all time. Right. It's like, that's crazy to me. And, like, and they're not wrong. Wild, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just wild, dude. Oh, that's a good pick. I respect yeah. that. Great. Yeah. Um, cool. Scott? Okay, my, my uh, runner-up is Valve. They're a... Uh, <laughs> the biggest company in the world. <laughs> yeah. So we're rich now. They're so they're they're huge. They're um, so infuriating. They are, and 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 like the, it's one of those companies where if their games weren't so good, like it's you just hate them. But yeah. their games are so good. Um, they they did uh, games like Half Life, Portal, Counter Strike, Team Fortress, Dota, which, which they they kind of, um really helped esports explode with with Counter-Strike and Dota um but neither of which I've played but um <laughs> uh, Counter-Strike Go is like one of the most played games in the history of the world. Yeah. I've never even touched it. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's wild. It's it, it, like especially like when right when it came out in like the mid 90s or something it, it it was built on the Half-Life 1 engine um and it, it's like one of the it's I think it's still the biggest like first person shooter uh, esport game. Yeah, it's yeah. it's huge. Um, I guess maybe like even more than well, Fortnite's not a first person, but in that same vein, it's yeah. it's still played more than that. But it's not. They don't even need advertisers; they're just making money. It's crazy. There, there's a whole world out there I just like don't know about. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it is wild, and it's it's primarily PC gaming, but there's a lot of them you can get on on a uh, on consoles. So one thing I'd like to touch uh, as far as video games is the ability to bring people together mm-hmm. and whether it's e-game, like playing uh, with someone across the, across the world, you know, whatever. Right. But the, uh, for my wife and I, Mara, um, we played left for dead, um, a lot. And it just, the, the ability that that game, that game brought us together, like just something Dude, we enjoyed that, that doing. That was like, I think that's how you and Chris met was, <laughs> mm, I think I maybe. brought you guys over to Chris's house one day to, uh, to play left for dead, to play left for dead. Yeah, and then I made fun of halo. <laughs> well, you, you shouldn't have done that. You <laughs> but we played left for dead and like, this podcast isn't happening if it's not for Valve That's and fair. Left 4 Dead. That's fair. Right? It's it's wild. It's so cool how, how that can happen. But 
So, uh, so seriously, let, that I, I'm sorry, I just have to stop. Like that party that we went to, where we just like system linked. What was like three Xboxes together, mm-hmm. three or four, mm-hmm. and we all played Left 4 Dead. Was one of the coolest party like it video was game so parties much fun. I have ever been to, even to this day. Yeah. Like now, it's just like, oh, you want to play? Like we'll just yeah, connect online. And yeah, that existed land back party. then too. Yeah, but yeah. like an actual like the land party that itself was so fun taking it all the way back to 2009 (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously like we were sitting on tvs and it's like who's the tank who's the tank it was just like dude it was seriously it was it was so fun i like i want to do it now (laughs) can we do that completely (laughs) pissing off every one of chris's neighbors in that apartment complex (laughs) sorry and 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 again like that's all thanks to valve so yeah sorry for so 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 valve they, they made one of my probably top three games in uh, in Half Life, Half Life One or Two. Well, just the series, I guess, oh, okay. the franchise. I, I love the Half Life franchise, and there's there's a ton of games. They have, yeah, there's they, at least they, two. They have, they have a ton of them, but they haven't finished it. Um, and th- and that's the the story of Valve is that every single one of their games you can list off. They have two games, and they they've never produced a third game. And so the Half Life story is this is this compelling story about um, Martin Freeman? No, Gordon. Gordon Freeman. I, was, I always say Martin Freeman. Um, it's Gordon Freeman. That's funny because I always, I always say Gordon whenever I... <laughs> anyway, the, like, there's a really compelling story that has a cliffhanger in the second in the second game. Boy, does they've it ever. Never, they've never finished the third. They, they, they just won't They have it. the cliffhanger ending and then they did like the part one and part two and there's a cliffhanger ending. Exactly. And, and, like, and they did on. the same thing with Portal, um, which is the, in the same universe. Um, and even like all their games have a tube and not a three and it's it's left like for dead. left for dead 2 <laughs> left for dead, dota 2 no literally every dota, single one of their counter strike 2 counter strike every every they've got like it, it's almost like they're doing it intentionally um but but for it's like a couple not of watching them, the last episode of uh shut up, shut up stop. <laughs> Dude, but so, so the owner of it the owner is gabe newell and he's he's a he's a meme now basically oh. that you can't finish <laughs> there's a there's a video of gabe newell doing voiceover work for a video game and they're all like, okay, say that you got a triple kill. And he's all, triple? What's a triple? He's like, it's like one more than two. He's like, four? <laughs> he's like, I don't understand so what you're asking me. He, he knows. That, like, he, screw the, you, Gabe. The number it three doesn't so exist. <laughs> um, Funny so, story so that, that's Jose what's keep... spoke to Gabe Newell on the phone. Who did? Jose. What? He didn't even know who he was. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, they worked for a server company, and I guess Gabe called in (laughs) to buy, like, to purchase actual servers to to install. Wow. And And he talked to him. So that was recent then. Uh, it's a couple years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Jose. Anyway, sorry, Scott. So, so they, Valve also runs Steam, which is like, if you're into PC gaming, you know, it's a, it's a game distribution company. I've been using everyone, Steam a lot lately. Everyone uses Steam a yeah. lot. Um, I think I'm a little if, embarrassed. I think if you're into gaming, you probably at least have heard of Steam. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and so so I would put them at top. If they would finish their <laughs> I mean, even one Half-Life, series, even Half Life, if they just finish, it's never going to happen. It, honestly, I don't think it'll ever happen. But uh, I feel if like they, do, they just they'll, don't they'll have any incentive to like, like their all their money and resources goes toward keeping Steam up, and they're just making ham or fist money right now yep. with like the, they're uh, they're a console that you don't have to pay for if you play on your PC. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
and then they get a percentage of it. Like PlayStation gets a percentage of the games that you buy. Uh, they get a percentage of the games that you buy on Steam. It's They have zero incentive to make games because they probably just don't want to allocate the right. resources to do it, uh, which sucks. Like <laughs> a few years ago, they made another game and they were going to announce it at E3 and people were freaking out. And then they... <laughs> there's a there's footage of it but they like show the the picture and it was like it's going to be this and then another graphic comes up and it says the card game and then the whole room you hear i'm like oh no like an audible groan like the entire crowd and i was like that's not that's not good publicity no <laughs> well, that's really not. bad the, the, the problem with it was such a troll and the, the problem they've, they've done with half-life is they've kind of painted themselves in the in in a corner where the the first one was revolutionary um in its gameplay mechanics and weapons and then the second one was just as revolutionary and now so they have to live so up now to what? It. So, so now so, what so so they can't produce a game that's not revolutionary and so and they and, and it moves so fast they nowadays. stop putting resources on it they're going to release it and be behind yep yeah. You know what that's I mean? exactly right. So if, if, even if they have worked on it and want to make it perfect, it's not going to be revolutionary because it's the way games take, they take five years to make. And so whatever you do is, is anyway, it's like I heard painted themselves in the corner. I heard portal was going to be used in because the portal universe takes place in the half-life universe. Right. So I heard portal was going to be a weapon used in half-life three. And then they like wanted to kind of test it out. And then it was huge, like huge franchise for them. So like, oh, okay, we'll make Portal 2. And then they didn't put it in, in Half-Life. Yep. It's well, because Half-Life 2 got the get gravity gun, which was such an amazing weapon. And they're like, oh, we're going to make a new awesome weapon, like mm-hmm. the Portal gun. And then now it's like, oh. No, it's its own. Mm-hmm. Now we can't use that as our new revolutionary so, so, weapon. Yeah, I, I would love to put them at the top, but I can't. Sorry. And it's weird, too, because like uh, Half-Life, I've, I've heard somewhere that Half-Life is the most modded, modded game of all time, yeah. meaning meaning a person went in there and changed some code and they changed something around. And it's it's how Counter-Strike is. Yeah, so they, they modded Half-Life and they made something else with it. Uh, they made Counter-Strike. They made uh, World, uh, not World War Z, it's Daisy. Um, they made PUBG, so they used the Half Life oh. engine and made PUBG. Okay. And that French that that engine is really old. But I thought still using I thought it. that that it looked familiar when I I, yeah. I played I tried PUBG and I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So PUBG is used on the Half Life engine, and because of the Half Life engine, they have now invented the um, what's that? <laughs> I forget Battle Battle Royale. Ah, right. And mm-hmm. then then that then that was mimicked by Fortnite and mm-hmm. whoever else. And now look look at it. Because yeah. of because of Half Life, and now yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. It's, it's crazy, man. Uh, speaking of uh, Valve games, and going back to Left 4 Dead for a second, it's funny. Left 4 Dead, the characters uh, Bill and the Witch are actually on Dead by Daylight. Are they? They are. I so, wonder how they got that. That's Dead by Daylight has Stranger Things. I don't know Demogorgon. Does it? Yeah, they do now. Things. Yeah, they Dude, do. That you can even play as uh, you can play as. Nancy or Na- Steve. Nancy and Steve. This is a weird. This, this has nothing to do with our topic, but 
uh, PlayStation Plus will give you a free if you ever if you subscribe, which you should, you can play yeah, games online. Right. They give you two free games a month. That was one of the free games. Smartest decision that company oh, absolutely. ever made. Last last Halloween, I think it was. Yeah, it's the, it was I think it's the biggest streaming game other than it's, Fortnite. It's the biggest streaming. It's game. huge, and, and that's and then they just went free for a month, and they have all this stuff. You like, I oh yeah, I got it, and I bought Freddie and Michael just so I could show up, <laughs> just so I could show you guys. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at Michael Myers. I was like, it would be funny. And I haven't played that since. I, I still I money. I still play that game, and I'm telling you guys, like they they keep making um, fun changes to it. Not necessarily changes, but they keep updating it, and they keep adding characters, and they keep adding people. And one of the characters they added was uh, was Bill. Mm-hmm. And even though it doesn't say it ex- explicitly, the hag, the the witch that that like will hit you with her claws or whatever, yeah. is the witch from Left for Dead. And so it's 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 they added more elements to her character. Like she can anyway. I won't there, there's a it. lot of them that are very but, similar to popular villains yeah. that. But that yeah. one particular, I, I don't know. Anyway, I won't get into it, but it is interesting. Dead by Daylight is a fun game, but it, I just, it was funny talking about Left 4 Dead and realizing that they used characters from them. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So Sweet. that's fine. We can move on. All right. Uh, my turn. Um, so my runner up is a company that I, and I didn't even notice this until like almost recently. I was like, yo, I've played every single one of these guys games. And it, it's a company called Obsidian. And Obsidian is a super interesting company. Um, they're almost kind of controversial in a, in a sense. Um, they are almost like a, a what's it called? Like a shooter. They, these guys are shooters. A uh, shooter, I guess, in this term is when you don't know who to hire, so you hire somebody really quick. Like um, Edgar Wright quit Ant Man, so like, oh, f- hire somebody, and they got Peyton Reed. He's a shooter. He just comes on there, finishes a project. Um, Obsidian is a company that that doesn't work for anybody, but they wait for contracts and then p- people come and hire them. So their very first game they ever made was Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic oh. Two. That game I have I have been I've heard from people is like the best game ever. Yeah, it. it I mean, I don't know I mean, about that's like debatable ever, but, but like it's up there. And at and least in Star Wars lore, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. I I adore that game. That and game that's a that's the first game they made. Yeah. That game has a lot of Star Wars lore in it that, mm-hmm. that still carries over. That yeah, oh. yeah. So so Bioware is a company that I love nearly and dearly, um, which I won't be talking about because their their track record is spotty and it's not even as good as obsidians but bioware has a dnd past and they've made like baldur's gate and never winter's night like these dnd top-down isometric games um and then they moved on to make star wars not to the old republic one they got the license from lucas arts lucas arts is a, another great company that makes games um so anyway, uh, they were like, yo, this game was a huge hit. Let's make a second one. They said, no, sorry, we can't. We have another game that we're working on. So they hired Obsidian to do it. Uh, Obsidian, I believe, had a bunch of ex-Bioware guys. They went on to start this company. Um, so they brought them on. Uh, they didn't give them the budget. They were kind of didn't really have that much faith in them. And the game was released, and people hated it at the time. Uh, it wasn't finished. The graphics were not, like, higher in quality than the first one. Um, but then after a while, like, when people started playing it, they're like, the story in this is amazing. It's so nuanced. It's not black and white. It's a story about Sith and Jedi. 
but you're like they're both kind of the bad guys but they're both kind of the good guys uh it was this is amazing story i'm like thinking about it and getting goosebumps and you guys don't even know what it is um but it, it i i don't i don't want to say because I, I don't know you guys might not ever play it but there's a chance you might if it ever gets remastered or something um but which it, was, it should be it was just crazy that their first bat at something uh was star wars 2 and they I mean, they they got like kind of torn apart at first, and then after a while, they're like, "We were wrong. This game's amazing. It's one of the best Star Wars stories ever told." And like, and so like that that kind of made me pay attention to them from there. And then from there, they kept getting uh, Bioware games that they didn't want to do anymore. Like, hey, Neverwinter Nights two, and so after the first one, and then they did uh, Mass Effect was huge at at one point and bioware made mass effect and then they go somebody hired them and say we want you to make a mass effect like game they made a game called alpha protocol um it's like a this was the game that that made me aware of like spy espionage movies like they they pitched it as a three jbs you can play as james bond jason Bourne, or jack bauer and i was like oh that's cool uh the game wasn't good because they didn't have the funding and that's the story of obsidian's life is they didn't have the funding but then uh, w- looking back with hindsight, you're like that. That story was amazing. What they wrote was amazing. The systems that they had, the choices that you made, was amazing. The, the game was ugly and it didn't play very well, but what they wrote was amazing. Um, from there, they went on to make Fallout New Vegas. Uh, same old story. They, they got a secondhand property from Bethesda, um, and now people say, "No, that's the best Fallout game." It came out. It was ugly, and they hindsight like it has the best story has the best everything um so anyway uh, oh by the way they made south park the sacred truth they wrote it they, they worked with matt and trey so there's these there's these shooter companies they were hired by ubisoft there um ea hired them bethesda hired them um so they they make all these games and the the same consistent story is that their writing is amazing that the story that they make is amazing so at one point they were going to go out of business. Um, they couldn't. They were they were working on a game. They lost a the contract, um, and so they they were, they were going to go out of business. And they had to lay off a bunch of people. And they were heartbroken about it. And he's like, and the CEO is like, it's my fault. I'm laying off people. I lost the contract, but it's my fault. Like who who else are you going to blame? It's I, I put this squarely on my shoulders. Um, so they were like, we have an idea for a game. We should make it. I don't know. Like, let's, let's do a Kickstarter. Like, uh, another company said a Kickstarter. They just made like a million dollars. And they're like, but nobody will give us a million dollars. They said like, like no, but nobody loves us enough to do that. And then uh, one of the guys went underneath the CEO's back under his nose and did it anyway and launched a Kickstarter and they they kind of showed like a highlight reel of what they wanted to make and then they made like seven million dollars before they even closed their before the, the Kickstarter time was up um so I don't know it was just cool to watch them be like so blown away like like stuff that they've made just resonated with people so much that they got the funding to make this game. Uh, the game they made is called Pillars of Eternity. I'm actually playing it right now. It's really, really good. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's like what a console skate style. Uh, it's PC. Okay. I think you can play it on PlayStation or uh, Xbox. Um, but it's it's just this like really good polished D and D style game. Um, like you you choose your character. I'm like a goblin rogue. And um, 
the opening the 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 story is really good in it and i i walk into this town and there's a the first thing you see is a tree and there's like 30 40 people hanging from the tree and there's like an illness and if you whatever then they, they hang you from the tree and it was just like whoa that's so tonally set like the story of the of the game um but it, it was long story but in the end i was it's it was cool to watch the documentary they made and put out about it that the stuff that they've made even though it was secondhand uh was better than the first ones in people's minds and fans mind that at the time they got the most money for a kickstarter game ever it's been broken since but it saved their career and uh, microsoft actually purchased them like i want to say last year and now i want to get an xbox i didn't (laughs) want one before but now they're going to make games exclusively for microsoft which will be on on steam or whatever eventually but uh, i don't know it's just really cool that like that they put their their fate in the hands of their fans and the fans reciprocated in kind and saved their company I just think it's a really interesting story. Yeah, it's a really cool story. No, kind of wild that uh, a game, one bad game, can put a, oh yeah, or or losing the contract for one game for a company that has created that that has such a storied past like that. One one bad deal can destroy that entire company. That's the thing well, when and, we're talking about these developers, like these development companies. <clears throat> excuse me. That, that, that's true that they a lot of them typically work on one game at a time maybe two and they, they put all their all their eggs in the basket yeah I um I think it's interesting like you said like one one bad game or one bad deal can put a company out of business a company that has and, and I mentioned this before but has have made Knights of the Old Republic 2 which is huge in Star Wars lore and Star sure. Wars is a multi-billion dollar its own industry i mean like you look at uh we don't have to get into it everybody knows how big star wars is but that game had a lot of influence on the lore of of star wars and it's it's interesting that the people who made it were about to go out of business kind of like kind of like apple yeah apple was about to go out of business you know they anyway yeah all right cool so those are our our runner-ups we are <laughs> an hour into our podcast, I, I'm sorry. I told <laughs> you that I wanted to say. Yeah. We gave we gave uh, our listeners cool story. We gave but our we, listeners plenty. So of just warning. as a recap, that's Rockstar, uh, Santa Monica Studios, Valve, and Obsidian. Obsidian. Uh, those are the runner-ups. Let's move on to the goats. Should we go Man. in the same yeah. order? Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, Troy. Let's hear you. So go. mine, I know it's going to come across as low-hanging fruit, but I just... No, it's not. Dude, this is not low-hanging fruit. It, it's just... Uh, the funny thing is, my, my pick is... Nintendo. This is the golden peach at the top <laughs> of the tree. I know, but it, I feel like I'm... Puns uh, intended. Yeah. yeah. Um, peach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I picked Nintendo. Um, Nintendo. It's very similar, by the way, to the my Santa Monica Studio pick. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. to, to be honest, though, except Santa Monica Studio can't hold a candle to what Nintendo is. Doing. Right. Nintendo is yeah. is is, is yeah. as far as it's its own develop. It's it's a developer. It's a publisher, and it's a console. Like mm-hmm. all all at the same time. And they own studios, but they also yeah. have 
these geniuses like Miyamoto. Yeah. Who and make the most amazing games of all time. I'm going to say this right now. Um, without Nintendo, our video game culture, our video game history doesn't probably exist. wouldn't exist. It would be non-existent or be very, very simple. Very or different. Very, very different. Uh, and, and I mean, you're talking about, obviously, let's talk about characters and games. You've got Mario. You've got um, Zelda. Zelda. You've got Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we've had, I mean, just, and, and they, uh, Nintendo doesn't make them. They own the company that yeah. makes them and they fold them into their, their Disney like label. Yeah. It's oh, dude. I mean, like, and so you, you look at, uh, I mean, I know people who have, uh, uh, smash bros, uh, parties, you know what I mean? Like they just, they, they get together and they smash and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with their bros and smash. Uh, huh. <laughs> kissing my homies. Kissing my homies. No smashing home. my bros. No home. <laughs> no. Um, and so, uh, as far as, as far as I go, I feel like this is the, um, who, who won our, uh, cinematographer pick again? I can't remember the name. Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. Roger Deakins. I feel like it's a, it's kind of like a Roger Deakins pick where it's like, like I know that and we, it might not be voted for as goat, but I mean, like I, I picked the best one. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like I don't even have a switch. Uh, the last Nintendo I owned was a super NES. I don't even buy Nintendo and I, I just don't, it's their games aren't necessarily my cup of tea, but oh, they're, they're mine, but they're timeless. For sure. And but actually I want to switch. One of the, like, don't one get me of wrong. The great. I mean, to, uh, Mario 64 might be, the most iconic game ever made. <laughs> like, and the N64 is one of the most iconic consoles ever made. Ever and made. it almost put them out of business. That, that's, the inter- that's the interesting thing about Nintendo is they have ups and downs where they're like, we're going to go out of business. We need to do something to save our skins. Um, 64, uh, their, their games were like $100. Yeah. So nobody got them. PlayStation came out and ate their lunch and sold their games for $40 a pop. Yeah. Um, and they almost went out of business. And then GameCube... <laughs> further downhill yeah and they made the wii yeah like like with that almost out of nowhere and it just saved they oh man and and the wii everybody knew about the wii and and like people who don't care about video games or own video games my grandma yeah my has grandma a wii owns a wii and, and so and she can bowl right <laughs> or play tennis you know what i mean and it's like and nintendo did that and the, the, the crazy thing about nintendo is they have this style of animation that is timeless that'll live on forever because like the switch has amazing graphics amazing capabilities but like it's not trying to make super hyper realistic games mm-hmm. like um like red dead redemption mm-hmm. um but at the same time you play i mean scott here has played how many hours of of zelda on a lot i just checked i have 90 hours on that. i don't know if that's close to you but no, no i probably don't have that much but oh, okay and, and the thing about nintendo is they 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 try and sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. They try to think outside the box. They were the ones that said, let's take this this uh, concept of a, a controller that would work, you know, infrared and everything, In which isn't space, new, yeah. which isn't new. It, arcades have been doing it for years. Um, and they put it in your living room and they made the Wii Fit and they did all of these different things. And now it's like, okay, let's do something new. Let's create a switch where it's like the controllers disconnect. And well, they, well, you go you back know, 30 years and they did, they, they had the, the duck hunt. Uh-huh. Gun, yeah, right? exactly. That's a very good point. And, um, but the innovation behind that duck hunt gun, mm-hmm is on do you know how it works yeah it's crazy the fact that when you shoot it turns white on the screen and then the gun takes a picture and if if the white is in the picture then it's yeah then that that, that's it then it then you shot it that and that's the only 
technology. So there's no hand. actual aiming. Yeah, there there it's was just... no like there was no like a uh, little monitor on top like with your Wii. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, when you when when you pulled the trigger, the screen flashed. If you notice, the screen flashed. Yeah. yeah. And that, and it was almost imperceptible, but it flashed. The whole screen turned black, and where the duck was was a white spot. The little gun had like a memory that it, and and the, it would ride over itself. The it gun. Like, that's crazy. And the gun was a pic, was a camera. And if you were aiming at the right spot, then the camera saw just the white spot. And then it was like, oh, then it registered as shooting the, the duck. But. If it just saw black, then you didn't shoot the duck. So it's this like crazy innovation that they put Which, in this gun that plugged into your into a controller and, spot. And that was, and they even said it, that was a Trojan horse. They made this stupid thing. Which only worked for one game, mm-hmm. and then, and then you're oh now I have Mario, and now I have <laughs> Zelda, and now I have like Mega Man or something, uh-huh. like, which isn't even made by them, but like, and then and then their their catalog is what kept you playing. So yeah. so another thing about them, Jake Jake uh, mentioned earlier is uh, polished the uh, polished oh, feeling of games, dude. dude uh, Mar like the the two recent Nintendo games I played was Mario World. What was it called? Galaxy. Mario, no, no, no sorry, it's not. It's it's Odyssey. 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 The one with Galaxy the hat was the one on the, the hat. Wii. Yeah, that is the most one of the most polished games I've ever played. And then on top, and then Zelda is is right there with it. Breath it's, of the Wild. Th- like they're yeah. Breath of the Wild. They're they're so polished and everything just fits together. There's nothing that that is. It, that is out of place. It's just a, they're, they're perfect games. But yeah, the no. Switch, they, they know, Nintendo knows what the Switch is capable of and they know where the Switch is strong and they know where the, where the Switch is weak. So when they, when they develop a game, they know where to make the game strong and where to make the game weak and how to do that so that it integrates, like I was saying about God of War on PlayStation, those games integrate so well with the Switch, and they did it with the Xbox, or not the Xbox, sorry. They did it with the uh, 64, they did it with the GameCube, they did it with the Wii, they did it with the Wii U. They did it with all their, all, they, they, they're able to make these games, and those games f- flawlessly flow from the game to the console and to you, and they... Seriously, some of the most polished they are. and, like Troy was saying, complete mm-hmm. games to, to, you've ever to, played. To the point on Zelda where um, I watched this, this uh, YouTube video about the sound design in Zelda. Insane. That, like, the, they, uh, so there, there's uh, sound kind of plays a big part where if you're too noisy, the... the the mobs will hear you and you have to mm-hmm. fight them. Um, and so you can, you can crouch or, or use like certain clothing to, to muffle um, the, the sound of like your weapons clinking or you stepping on leaves. And they, they didn't just like record it once and then, then d- different volumes. They actually recorded like the sound of metal crashing together in different at different volumes and so so they're different sound bites it's it's like are you serious yeah and even stepping on leaves they because because they because they, they noticed that it sounds different when you when you walk mm-hmm. slowly and and uh go slow in leaves than when you're Whoa. stomping loud yeah like it's that's, yeah that's i've crazy. seen something similar it says like breath of the wild is the greatest stealth game ever made and nobody ever plays in stealth mode <laughs> it's, 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 you don't have to yeah it's there though but you don't have to do it and and like muffling there's different ways to muffle your the sound of your weapons on your back, and they all have this their own way of sounding muffled. It, Dude, it's Breath of the yeah. Wild is 
it's it's so innovative like there's a puzzle where you have to get like there's an electric orb and you have to get electricity from this orb to this one you have to line up these like metal rods and i was like i cannot figure this out and it's pissing me off and i was like wait a minute and i dropped all my swords and just lined up in a straight row and it worked <laughs> i just just <laughs> yeah, put yeah, all my swords on the floor straight line bypass their stupid puzzle and then it worked because your metal your metal uh weapons conduct, conduct electricity, electricity. So huh. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and and uh, going back to the technology of Nintendo, I want to go back to this for just a second because that's where that's where I think that uh, Nintendo is really pushing the boundary as well as their technology. You were talking about the gun, and we were talking about Wii, and we were talking about um, the Switch and how it, how and, and then the Switch kind of made me rem- remember the handheld aspect of it. Nintendo is the only one that's really truly succeeded at handheld gaming going back to the Game Boy and then uh, what's the other one called the the more recent one before the Switch the the handheld the 3DS? Yes, the 3DS okay. was was also the, the super DS before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well um, they're, they're, are they still making those? Yes. So, so they're, they're going still, in tandem with their Switch. They're, they're kind of slowing down production on okay. it because they're they're going more... Like, the Switch just released a Switch Lite. It's yeah, right, exactly. yeah. on-the-go Switch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is on-the-go. But the, the crazy it's, thing... It's, 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 you just can't dock it. So the crazy thing... And even, even Reese, if you listen to our old episodes, even Reese was like, I sold my PS4 to get a Switch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just the, the idea that you can just throw your Switch onto this... Onto this um, what do you call it? The a dock, the dock, dock. Yeah. The, and then it just is on your TV, and you, you know what I mean. You know, or you like how take it and fast it works. Yeah, it's like immediate. Yeah, and I was like, I was, I was at a friend's house the other night, and uh, and he has a he has a switch, and he has a um, coffee table right next to his couch, and he has a, uh, the the HD HDMI just runs all the way around the room so that he can dock his switch right next to him instead of having to get up to the TV and dock it. Around, dock it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, Dude, I was like, playing Zelda. I played the majority of it handheld, and I was like, oh, boss fight. <laughs> I, I, I want to see I, this in HD. I play majority. Uh, I mostly do it handheld. Well. Yeah, for like the big beautiful games like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, I played. I played docked. Oh man! But, but it, it only it only it only does 720, right? On uh, depends on the game. I think it does 1080 on your oh. TV. Oh. But it's docked, so it cool though that like Nintendo plays by their own rules, and they don't. They're not going to win any awards for for uh, most powerful system. They're, well, they're going to win awards. They, well, they're going to win awards, but their system has never been the most powerful. Their mm-hmm. system has, but they've never tried to be the most powerful. Game Boy came out against the game, the Sega Saturn or the Game Gear or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of those was in color. Mm-hmm. And the other one right? wasn't. <laughs> and the one not in color put the one out of business. Right. Yeah. It, and and they, even going... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was even going to the N64. The N64, to my recollection, is the first console with a joystick. Uh, I, I think so. It, I don't know. Game no, because I mean, obviously, like, there's Atari, there's like Atari and, stuff, and stuff, but like, but like well, a, a handhold, a handheld, like a hand, whatever. I'm wrong. Well, whatever. Okay. It's cool. But the N64 was a cartridge game that went up against discs yeah yeah the playstation Um, one yeah but they so they never ever tried to be the most powerful they just said we're going to rely on our superior quality uh, quality we know we know we are they have the nintendo quality stamp of approval yeah on their games and they won't release it till it gets that stamp they don't care 
how long it takes. Yeah. I equate them to Apple a lot because, yep. um, I mean, Apple makes lots of money. Nintendo makes lots of money, but they don't make Apple money. I don't think anyway. I don't know. Um, but uh-huh. Nintendo, uh, like they, they, they know that their stuff doesn't devalue. Like, yeah. uh, uh, Breath of the Wild Odyssey has been out forever. It's still $60. Yeah. It's never going to go on sale. Or, you want to play or it, even, it's $60. Or even a Wii or a Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like you can still, you know, bust it out and play bowling like as if it just recently came out. You know? And like I, it pisses me off because I don't want to spend $60 on all of their games. <laughs> like they, they don't put their games on sale. They know that their stuff is quality and you're going to spend premium yeah, prices. Like 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 they don't devalue their own stuff. Yeah. Ever. Well, and so, okay. So think about though PlayStation 4 came out and there was a big hoopla about their their new controller and how it was different than their old controllers and for the longest time i mean i was even like saying the playstation controller is the perfect controller you cannot make it better mm-hmm. the fact that you even tried is offensive and then i held the playstation 4 controller and was like no nah, that's pretty perfect yeah uh that's better but that but the the nintendo the the, uh, the switch they're like I, we don't even care who gives <laughs> <laughs> this Honestly, con- the these, Switch controller is terrible. <laughs> these controllers, these controllers suck. But guess what? You played it. The game is. You amazing. played the game. Yeah. And and they were like, going, I don't care. I don't care that that we have these itty bitty tiny little controllers that when Jake Gifford tries to hold them, his hand swallows the damn thing and, you and can't up, even use it. And cramp up trying to play it. No, I don't care. Or like a fast paced game. Yeah, on the I don't care. I'm just you, you can you can spend money and buy our our uh, thing that you can the the whatever gaming controller where you can plug them both in the and pro. have the pro controller. Yeah. You can spend that money and get that, or you can just play on the single one controller and it's going to be a crappy controller. But it that's not what we're not we're not. Uh, banking we're not relying on the technology of it we're relying on the superior quality of the well, game and i feel like the, like the 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 comfort of the controller was that they went for aesthetic but over comfort of controller mm-hmm. which is very is a very apple thing to do as well mm-hmm. but it's they're selling they're yeah. selling gangbusters and and that you look you look at the sales of at the, at the sales, like the, the more powerful consoles and PlayStation, Xbox are always fighting over it and everything. And Nintendo outsells them mm-hmm. every time. Oh yeah, the Wii, and it's I'm, I'm pretty sure the Wii outsold the Xbox 360 and PS3, mm-hmm. like and it hands but down. It comes from their qual- the quality of the and games. they did it like low key, like PlayStation and yeah. Xbox battle the behemoths. Actually, Nintendo won. Yeah, they, they, Nintendo won. They won easily. You put them both, put both PlayStation, Xbox together, and Nintendo still won. And then because they, they released the Wii U, terrible. Nobody. Yeah. Oh, like is this like uh, is this like the Wii? Like they should have called it the Wii Two. Is yeah. Bad, bad move. And they're like, oh darn. Oh, we'll make the Switch. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but like yeah, the Wii, the it, Wii is what got grandparents to put consoles in yeah. there. You know what I mean? In there yeah. and use them. You know, like of course they're gonna sell gangbusters. So, so as a developer. That is what makes the Nintendo yeah better. true because this this is conversation the is about the developer yeah and, I, and, I, and so the, the hardware the the hardware the technology that's all great but but they 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 sacrifice the technology and the hardware for the quality of the game and the game is the developer and as a developer they are 
second to none. Well, and, and I will, I will say that I, I will, um, reiterate what you're saying and then we can move on to there isn't a I, I can't think of very many games that have a legacy like nintendo games zelda mario um pokemon yeah um those are big three kirby kirby metroid yeah um i, I always get Cap, i always get capcom games and nintendo games confused sometimes i was about to say um mega man and stuff but mm-hmm. I, I know they're not but i get it but like um they live on forever. And every time there's a new console created, they make new games, new games for Mario those consoles. Mario is amazing. up there with like, like, I mean, he obviously isn't there, but he's up there with like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. He, oh, I mean, sure. He's, he's one of the as most, as far as recognizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mascots. And, and like, and, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're making a Nintendo land world, like an extension, I think on universal studios. And like, if you look at like the traffic and like the the volume of people, it's bigger than Star Wars World right now, because that yeah, whatever and, that that kind of that kind of flopped. But Mario Mushroom Kingdom is more people are more excited for that than a Star Wars land. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. crazy, right. crazy, crazy. Carry on. Okay, moving on. Wow, let's Troy, go. thanks for. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, so my pick for my goat is one that it has created my 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 favorite game of all time. Um, and I they have a game coming out soon that I am insanely excited for, and this is CD Project Red. Um, they created basically their only property they've got is the Witcher games. They're, they've got uh, they've got uh, Cyberpunk 2077 coming out soon. That uh, is the the, the excitement it's on, it's for on that everyone's game. radar. Yeah, the excitement for that game coming out is through the roof right and, now. And in regard to to Witcher, you know, obviously there's a lot of video game movies being made out made, but people know what Witcher is and. Netflix mm-hmm. is making a special on it, so yeah. there you go. And the Witcher games, the first two, Witcher one and Witcher two, they're 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 good games. They're not games that are gonna that are gonna beat down anybody's door, but they're good games. But the Witcher three, in my not so humble opinion, is the greatest game ever made. It is by far my favorite game, and the fact that they were able to make that as some studio in Warsaw in Poland just like they're they're all they're also one of those ones that that publish their own games mm-hmm. and the the way they and and I think that what what really sells me on them and what really makes me pick them as my favorite is their the way they treat their fans dude they seem so genuine they are yeah. the most genuine Seriously, the way this they the treat first their game fans. I ever saw where you bought the game and they said, a thank you card. Thank you for buying our game. Here's our soundtrack for free. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. It was crazy. No, there's no loot boxes. There's no there's no uh, DLC that you have to pay for as far as the, the all this other stuff that they get. They just sent this stuff out with the game and shipped it with the game. It was like, you are the reason why we're here. You're the reason we're in business. Thank you. Here's this stuff. It is. It, it's. 
I love him. I love uh, CD Projekt Red. The YouTube videos that they put out when they put out that uh, that one about uh, God. When did they put it out with uh, with Geralt in the bar saying thank you to the fans? Oh, well, that's uh, yeah, yeah, because that was the with the final expansion. Yeah, because because Geralt's story is over. Um, but there might be more Witcher games. So, uh, yeah, I, if you played, because I, I played Witcher, I think Jake and I played it around the exact same time. Um, and I was consistently bl- mind blown the entire time. Like every quest was amazing. Every side quest felt important. There were stories everywhere. I don't even feel like I did fifty percent of what you can do in that game, and I think I have like two hundred hours. I've got I've got well over two hundred hours put into the game, and that's and the campaign like and on, the side quest and the. And I have I've put over two hundred hours in, and I haven't even I I've I'm maybe halfway done with the first DLC. Yeah, and the the first DLC was spectacular. The second DLC, I didn't feel like it was as good as the first one. That's just my opinion. And a lot of people disagree. The second DLC. They created an entire world. It, it was very, um, what's the word? Whimsical. It was, it was whimsy. There was uh, about vampires and stuff. Um, but by the time I beat the second DLC, um, he Geralt goes into a bar, like a and d story. He goes into a bar. He's level 20. You know, he's maxed out. He sits down. Uh, somebody, a friend comes up and talks to him. And they're like, so what are you going to do now? And he's like, I don't know. I think I might settle down and uh, reflect and he looks at the camera on everything that we did together and he smiles at you at me and i was like oh my gosh that was so cool oh my gosh and it, and it just like i just the second they did that he just smiles at you he's like i'm just going to reflect on everything that we've done and it was like it was been a long journey old friend and then the the credits rolled and i was just like dude that ending was perfect like and then i just thought about everything everything i did in that game uh amazing 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 game and that that's all they've done is witcher games that's it it's, that's yeah. their only property yeah the, cd project red They're, cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the the first property that they have that isn't uh the what is it the first ip they have that isn't uh witcher, witcher. yeah it's going to be it's it's wild and but it's the way they treat their fans it's the way they 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 do that in the worlds of of loot boxes and of of dlcs and, and they, they laugh and at the all concept of doing that and they and they're just like no and cyberpunk 2077 they they've talked about it and they said and someone asked them said are you going to do a multiplayer are you can do online multiplayer with it because the idea of creating releasing a game nowadays that doesn't it's have an online multiplayer mm-hmm. is is laughable and they said are you going to do online multiplayer and they said we're we're considering it we're uh we're doing it. We're looking into it. They said, but we're going to test it. And if it makes sense for this game, then we'll do it. If not, then we're not going to do it. They said um, it's not going to be, if it, if it hinders the quality of their single player by any, it, any stretch. And, then, they, and so and like, most likely we won't, but we'll look at it. We'll look I, I at love it. that there's like, good guys out there. I like that yeah, integrity. Absolutely. It is, and that's why I picked it. Is there the See, integrity? I, I like that choice. That I really choice. considered them, and I I just let my own like. Well, they've only made one game that I have played. So like, but but that that one game that they've made is one of my favorite games ever made. So mm-hmm. I don't 
disagree with your choice at all. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. With Cyberpunk? Yeah. I mean, just like Witcher 3 has sold more every single year that it's come out. You know what I mean? Like it came out in 2015, it's sold more copies the next year. And then the next year it sold more copies. And then it, it keeps doing that. And yeah, I started playing it in 2018. I, yeah. I had to stop because... It's so vast. It, 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 you get lost. You seriously, once you start playing it, I, the I put in most of those hours. I put in over two hundred hours. I put in most of those hours when I got fired from my job and I was unemployed. <laughs> so I had literally nothing else to. I was driving for Uber, and so I was like, "Oh, I have eight hours to kill because there nobody's needing rides now." So I'm gonna. It go was home so and nice play. to get lost in that world, though. Oh was, my good! How many times did you stop? on a hilltop and just be like, well, there's a picture I could hang on the I wall. Was, I was like, Kylie, come look at this. She's like, what, what, what? I was like, look. And she's like, okay, cool, bye. It's a video game right on. I, I like, I would do that with my roommate. I'm like, David, look at how pretty this game is. He's like, yeah, dude, it's really pretty. Do you have anything else you want to show me? I'm like, no. And he's like, okay, cool. I've got things I'm doing. You're weird. When I was playing it, there were times where where I would like sit in camp or whatever, or sleep until yeah. until sunset, so I could take like a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Witcher Three is my favorite game. CD Projekt Red is my favorite stu- uh, developer. So very good. There's my pick. Cool, Scotty. What do you got? So mine is another foreign uh one that that has that doesn't have a whole lot of franchises but the the few they have they do really well um it is naughty dog okay created and developed by naughty dog I was like, dude, they've got franchises. They've got, <laughs> no, yeah, this is a good pick. This yep. is, sorry, this was the one that I was gonna pick for mm-hmm. mine. Yeah, they, they, so so they do Uncharted, which I haven't played. I, well, I played a little bit of one game. You haven't played Uncharted? Mm-hmm. That's amazing that you picked them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> they they do Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Crash years ago. Crash Bandicoot. Crash which Bandicoot. I'm sorry, when does Last of Us two come out? 2020. 2020. I've been waiting that for that game forever. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 been. First one came out 2012. Was it? I think so. So long ago. Yeah, it came out a long time ago. Anyway, sorry. Cool, cool, cool thing about uh, Last of Us is they uh, they're an Australian company, but they and they uh, they did based on real cities in in America in the future, and they did ended up in Salt Lake, which was cool. Yeah, that Naughty was Naughty Dog, oh, and, I... and they, they did it. Um, they they did it just based on a picture that they saw that they googled Salt Lake City and then based off of off pictures they found on Google. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, it, it's really cool to see. And I'm I, I if you're from like I don't know New York or L.A. or whatever, you you're probably used to this. But when you live in a when you live in a town, a city, an area that isn't 
usually represented in in uh, popular media. When you see it, mm-hmm. it's 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 really really cool. Yeah, it is. seeing Temple Square was with zebras walking. Was mm-hmm. it, yeah, no, it was the, the giraffes. giraffes. And I was like, we have a zoo. <laughs> they knew we had a zoo. <laughs> it was, a zoo got but like I fifteen and the mountains and just like like cool. they they nailed it and it and it's it's it was a gorgeous. cool moment. It was like really cool. I can't tell you how many t- when that game got released, how many Facebook. Mm-hmm. posts there were of just people taking a, sh- a picture of their TV screen, yeah, posting yeah. it saying, holy crap, they went to Salt Lake City. Well, and, and the moment before that, w- before you see like the big mm-hmm. Vista thing where she's, ru- she's running up. So, so in the, in the, in the game, oh, yeah, you're you, freaked you, out. You play as this, as this like middle-aged guy that, that has this protecting this like teenage. I girl. showed this intro to so many people. So many people. I was like, do you want to see how cinematic video games can be? Watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's really deep his connection to the to this girl. And she's running, she's like running up these stairs because she's excited. And you're like, don't you're gonna because it's a zombie game, you're afraid she's gonna so you're like trying to catch up to her, and then and then she you get up to the point where you open these doors and it's like a blast of light, and then you see her just walk, looking at this vista and 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 it's like Salt Lake City with the city and the mountains behind it and Temple Square and there's like giraffes walking and the giraffes come and walk up to you. It's like, it's so cool. Really? It, it is it, it is an awesome, it's a cool awesome moment. moment for us. Uh, hey, but the game, the story in that tarts. game is ridiculous. It is so, so good. It's weird how like, cause they've, I think they've always been owned by, by Sony, by PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as they've been making games and so like th- they were tasked with making uh playstation's mascot crash bandicoot yep. and i mean despite what people say about crash now if those games were any good or not uh he was a mascot and he was successful i mean he was no mario but that was around the time that mascots were what people used for their consoles yeah so it was like it was always Mario, uh, Crash, and and Master Chief for Xbox, and like th- those were the three mascots, mascots that yeah. were like. And at the time, I'd say Crash, is, like, as far as mascots go, was probably one of the weaker ones, right? I mean, uh, sales wise, he was beating Halo and and but, yeah. Mario. Yeah, I, I console I wise, they Crash. Were, yeah. Crash was was my jam. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked the game. Don't but get my, me wrong. I, I just, loved Crash Team Racing. Yeah. Um, they, they've re, they've remastered game. it now, just like the the insane trilogy. They remastered. Um, I love the mar the like the party game. I, I Crash Party or whatever. Yeah, that it's party like Mario game. Party, but it, but it's like the the mini games. I yeah. loved that game so much. It makes uh, me sad that they don't have him. The party games? No, they don't have Crash. Oh well, I think like like they sold the rights to Activision, and and Naughty Dog did this because they were done, and they're like, let's move on. And I've always kind of respect them, respected them for that because they're like, you'll make Jack and Daxter three. Like, no, we're making Last of Us now. Like, we have moved on. Mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter. That's another yeah, game they Jack made. Jeez. Yep. They made Jack and Daxter one, two, and three, and then some. Like, uh, no, they there's there's a racer, but they didn't make it. Um, but they, they've just, they make this franchise. They, cause Jack they and Dexter was basically the, the, the mascot for PlayStation two. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, that and, uh, and ratchet and clank was the, was the other yeah. one insomniac, which we didn't talk about. I love insomniac. Insomniac's great. Um, yeah, but, but that's something I've always respected about them is they're like, you should go back and revisit this. Like I heard, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I, I heard that Last of Us started off as a Jack and Daxter game. 
like look seriously like they were gonna go that dark with with jack and daxter like those really? those graphics and then they're like what are we doing and then they, they built this cool world and then they're like uh, the story just kind of told itself from there that's interesting so yeah like it started off crazy. As, a, as a jack game really so so i mean there's a lot of hype and for, for the second one for the last of us two mm-hmm. so, so it better be good I'd, you need to play it to be you good. need to play uncharted i know the, those it, games are they 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 take uh, tomb raider for all it's worth i i mean i think it's better than tomb raider but i'm i'm biased yeah um and nathan drake is a, such a great character like and, and he almost came from like like because the first game came out it wasn't very good it, for the time it was but it was it was just like a prince of persia type mm-hmm. game uh but the, but they they made something really compelling like the, the nathan drake and sully uh, and then the second one like oh my gosh they like, talk about talk about something that comes along and just changes things uncharted 2 is one of those games absolutely one like Dude, it was just just as intense as a Raiders of the Lost Ark or something like mm-hmm. that. It was with the set pieces. Like the video game had set pieces. You know how weird that is. The yes. that train scene, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh, was so, like I nearly crushed my controller just from squeezing it so hard. <laughs> like, and then I I didn't realize how hard I was squeezing it, and I was like, well, I'm gonna break the buttons and the like the the joysticks off of my controller <laughs> from from just from this scene in this video game it was so good i loved 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 two and then three was good and four put the button on the top it was great mm-hmm. that was a great series anyway you need to play those uh <laughs> naughty dog uh naughty dog is near and dear to my heart it's gonna be hard for me not to vote for that one surprise surprise chris mm-hmm. jake's probably voting for scott's pick i'm surprised <laughs> color me shocked okay you, you done I'm yep. done. all right so uh, sorry we're we're going long how long we've been recording like forever <laughs> um i i don't want to talk forever so so guys stop me if i just start to <laughs> my i guess my goat my favorite uh, is a company called kojima productions Hideo Kojima in the video game world is God. He is just like a rock star. He is like he's a a, de- a developer's developer, if that makes sense. He's an artist's artist. You know, he is looked up to and respected and looked at, and he's just like the, the got this craziest mind, and he just makes the most unique games uh, with the craziest stories, and he just. He tells a story that he wants to tell and they sell well and people respect him for it. And everybody wants to work with him. Guillermo del Toro, Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen. These people want to work with a video game developer. Like that's how much clout that this guy has, Um, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that like a developer, like a nerdy developer, script writer would makes a video game and they're like, I want to work with that guy. Like that's kind of a weird concept to me. So anyway, he's got a game coming out, by the way. Uh, yes, which I... 
Nobody knows what it's about, <laughs> and it is the most anticipated game. It's for ever. the next. It's for the next generation of PlayStation. I right? think they might be doing both, but he's his goal for this one is to create a new genre. Like it's not quite a, a open world action. It's not quite horror. It's horror. Not it's not quite stealth. It's not the gameplay is not quite whatever. The like gameplay looks. Odd. Yeah, and that's what Death I mean. Stranding, Death by Stranding. The way. Yeah. That's the so what games has Kojima Productions made? So Kojima, Hideo Kojima um, worked for a company called Konami. Konami is very controversial right now. They're also very rich. They're a company in uh, Shinjuku, Japan. Uh, it's in Tokyo. Um, and he made Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid. Konami is a publisher. Yeah. They're the publisher. Because mm-hmm. they, they made like Castlevania and Contra, the Konami code, up, 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 down, down, left, right, left, right, start. You know, like they Contra code, yeah. Yeah, the Konami code. So they, they're, they've been around for forever and people have known who they are. Um, but they've, they're very cutthroat. They've had uh, people complain about their working, whatever. Their, Environment. Yeah, thank you. Um, like the, literally like people have been like almost leashed to their desks to get like you took too many vacation days you have to make up for it oh, you didn't work enough hours to make up for it it's crap like that very unethical so uh kojima's worked for them he made metal gear solid uh the first one on the playstation and that was under his brand the kojima productions he was big enough i guess to name to name his development studio after him um, that's where he made his bones was with mm-hmm. was with metal gear yeah so metal gear solid it came out in 1998. Just, just, just think about this for a second. 1998, uh, games like Final Fantasy were huge. Final Fantasy VII, uh, Ocarina of Time were huge. Like uh, with with like their stories, you know. And then Metal Gear Solid came out, and it was a tactical espionage game, fully voiced, um, with this soundtrack like a action game. It was like. It was like a John Carpenter action movie, like Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. Um, just like these crazy stories and boss battles, fully voiced. You know what I mean? Like at that time, that that wasn't happening. Uh, this game was responsible for people thinking like, oh, video games can be adult. They can be more mature. They can have mature themes. They don't have to be your princess got kidnapped by, by Bowser or something like that. Um and then when, the funny thing is he made that game and Konami's like, okay, we got a franchise, gold. This game is amazing. He created my favorite video game character, Solid Snake. Like, we want Solid Snake in everything. Uh, we want to put him in a pinball machine. And Kojima's like, no, I respect my characters. <laughs> Please don't. You know, like, he, he constantly had that fight with Konami about keeping his work and his franchise his. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, he wanted to make a different game. They saw him working on it and they're like, make that a metal gear game and he's and he's i don't want to he's like, you'll do that you have to so he took his character um and he did this i don't even know if konami knew about this but he did a switcheroo where you play as solid snake in the opening and then he quote unquote dies and then you play as this like wimpy blonde guy named Raiden, and people were pissed it was such a troll um snakes in the game but you can't play as him you have to play as Raiden. Uh, and the game was amazing too, amazing because he just messed screws with people like that. Uh, and then he's like, okay. And then he, I'm gonna make Metal Gear Solid. I'm gonna make another game, uh, an old school game, Cold War. He wanted to make a, a game that happens in the Cold War. 
And they're like, okay, make that a Metal Gear game. <laughs> Fine. So uh, he had to make these games. He had to slap on the Metal Gear title on them. And they all really work. Like in the in the third one, you play as Solid Snake in during the Cold War, like in the 50s and 60s. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. He's not that old. And then plot twist, it's not him. So you, you keep playing as other people throughout the game. And so people are just waiting for these like, like what's he doing? What's what's Kojima doing next? Um, and he he did that with four. Four wrapped up the, the the franchise, and he's like, "Hey, I'm done." And Konami's like, "Make one more. This time, make it open world. Uh, add loot boxes. Add microtransactions." And uh, he was bumping heads with them. There's there's a whole documentary on this. I'll just give you the Spark Notes version. Um, but there's a guy he wanted to use Snake. It's all Snake to Fran- to advertise something. He said no again. Uh, he said, "I'm not going to diminish my." name pimping out yeah characters and so this guy went on and made this game anyway it was a mobile game with microtransactions it was making a million dollars a day because of this guy's game konami was making a million dollars a day uh this guy became the president of konami and he fired kojima which unheard of it'd be like walking on set of a spielberg movie and firing him firing christopher nolan you know like you just don't do that yeah uh so uh, at the time, Kojima was like, I'm finally moving away from Metal Gear. I'm going to make a game, a Silent Hills remake. Silent Hills is a horror franchise. It's spooky. It's, it's good. It's like Resident Evil, but with possession and ghosts and really mature themes. So he's going to work on this game, and he found out that he's being fired. And he's like, you have a year to finish your game. So he's working on this. He called it PT. PT sounds for Playable Trailer. Um playable trailer he changed it he changed all of it to be a slap in the face to konami and to this developer and people you you can't download this game it's it was taken off the playstation network so if you have pt on your playstation you can probably sell it on ebay for like three thousand dollars back then you could i don't know about now there's no way to download it because konami found out what it was and it was a slap in the face to konami it was saying all of their dirty secrets he had hidden messages in there they were like hey quit that place follow me come work for me in my company because he quit and he started he took konima kojima productions and took it to sony and now he's working on Death Stranding exclusively for Sony. They're, Sony's like, yeah, we'll take you. Obviously, we'll take you. Um, so King Midas. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just interesting because that, that PT game is spooky. But people just scour through it just like everywhere. There's And they, they record what they're saying and they like like there's dates and then if you look up the date you can find kojima's twitter on that date said some said something like this like well who's he talking about and so it says people just decode it like crazy because he puts that much thought and energy into his into his games um he kojima's a madman and uh i i know i spent the majority of time talking about him specifically but his games and his work always reflect just like what this is a story that he wants to tell um so i think that's ultimately why he's why he's my favorite is this such a respected name that transcends nerdy video games you know like like artists actors hollywood they want to work with him because they respect his vision he's never compromised and when he does he's <laughs> will leave 
hidden messages in his game saying, hey, F you, Konami. This is what I think about you. Like, there's a there's a, a mission in Metal Gear Solid Five where you have to go through the game with, a, with, like, a gun that erases things, and you have to erase Kojima Productions off of the game. So he's basically saying, I wash my hands of this game, and you're helping me do it. So you, you have to go through and just, like, oh, there's a Kojima Productions logo. Erase it. And it was like a fox because a foxhound was a thing in Metal Gear. Um, so you erase it. And then when you're done, his new logo appeared. And he was like, did Konami know about this? Like, why would they approve that? Why would they? And I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. He just snuck stuff like that in. It was super wild. This, this dude just never compromised on anything. And it, it just showed that he is now the rock star that he is because of it. So hmm. there you go. Crazy. You, you guys let me ramble again. So, uh, no, what, I, I liked it. It was very, very what, compelling. What was the... Uh, I, I played a, a Metal Gear game, Revengeance. Yeah. Which one? Did he do that one? Uh, I don't... I think it was like production company. It was like Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yeah, I know that they, they collaborated with a company called Platinum Games who makes action action games like that. Um, <laughs> that was a funny game. I yeah, just, was, that game it was, was ridiculous. You play that that Raiden that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, he be, he becomes like a cyborg ninja. Yeah, and you, and you uh, fight buildings basically. Yeah, 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 that game is crazy. Like you can you can like slow down time and you can chop people in half. Yeah, and then you like turn your sword and you can chop them horizontally. So <laughs> there's just chunks floating. Uh, that is definitely not like Kojima style, like that mm-hmm. much gore. But then you could like grab the chunks and like take it like, i don't know it was it was super random yeah um but like I, I don't know if that's something that he approved of that might have been pushed on him because mm-hmm. because he didn't want to do metal gear games anymore but i don't know i'm kind of glad that he did though because i'm very fond of that franchise and the story <laughs> that's that's there well even if you i'm sure if you had the freedom you wanted you would love those games as well yeah i'm death stranding like i don't even have to watch a trailer i'm getting that game i don't know what it's about Nobody and, does. And uh, every trailer for that game has been like, "What in the world?" It's like, it's kind like, of. It's about ladder. Final... Like, like you need ladders play a big part in it. Is it? I've yeah. even heard of that. Like he's every everything I see, he's he's always has this ladder that he's like extending. And it, but the, the yeah. trailer. I remember so that original trailer thinking. This looks like the final scene from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. And, well, and then there's what ghosts. the hell is going on weird here? Ghosts. Uh, the great things and and the trailer like death death stranding too it's also being translated to be like this is him with konami like there's a baby and they take the baby away from him like they, they took his baby oh. away from him you know and and death's death stranding that the name is when a whale goes on to the beach and dies like mm-hmm. that's when they strand themselves to die that's what that's what death stranding means so he's like i think that konami is stranding themselves to die right now. Yeah, and that's deep. That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird, dude. Like all of his stuff has like uh, this is this is gonna be really weird too. But the font that he chose to use um, when Metal Gear Solid Five came out, it wasn't called that. It was called something else. Um, but they they put the name of the thing on there, and I don't even remember what it was because people found out because they knew Kojima made it. So they took it, they photoshopped it, they took the top of it and made it upside down. And then they flipped it, and it was like, oh, it says Metal Gear Solid Five, and like they just know to look for stuff like that in his games. <laughs> like it, it's, and they're they're doing it now with Death Stranding. Like they're just looking through everything, trying to find 
His like attention to detail is insane. Hmm. And not to mention, it was the first time <laughs> the Psycho Mantis fight in Metal Gear Solid One, when Psycho Mantis read your memory card. Oh yeah, yeah. And told you what games you're playing, and he told you to put your controller on the floor and then like the the, the rumbled and the, your controller moved and he was talking to me the gamer and i was like oh my gosh this is crazy and the games have done stuff like that since but then like he made you think that your power got shut off or that you lost it all of a sudden said video in the corner i was like oh crap what's going on and then it popped back on and he was killing me and the only way to beat him was to move your your controller from slot one to slot two because he can't, he can only read your mind if you're in slot one. He can't read slot two's mind. It, it, stuff like that, dude. Is this it's really creative? Oh man, I just, I'm so fond of, of that man, and this is stuff that he does. It's uh, it's been a long journey. I've been playing his game since '98, and it's he's the only person I've been like actively aware of. Like that, that that's the man that made the games. Not the, not the company. That's the man that made the games. So hmm. there it is. There it is. Nice. All, right. All there's left to do is vote. All there's left to do is vote. This is a hard one. Honestly, all four of these. Like, how do you vote against Nintendo? How do I vote against some of my favorite games that have ever been made in, in Naughty Dog? I obviously picked mine. Yeah. Uh, and then Kojima. Here's the thing. I don't have any experience with any Kojima games. I haven't played them. But I know the attention to detail and I, I'm familiar enough with his work that dude I don't know and that that's kind of why I picked him over like Mass Effect one of my favorite franchises of all time but but Bioware's made some stinkers uh, Square Enix has made some stinkers you know um, and I was like Kojima's never lost his step he's been fresh along the way every single time it's amazing Wild. Nice. Well, shall we vote? Yes. God, I don't know how to vote. <laughs> Should we just go around and <laughs> vote instead of raising our hands? You can't do you can't do your own. You can't do your own. Okay, Troy, you go first and we'll go over the same order. Of who we vote for? Yeah. Um, I am voting for Kojima. Okay. Who's next? You, you me? Yeah. Uh, don't do this to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should we do Scott and come back? Naughty dog. My turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo. God damn. Uh, yeah, mine's Nintendo. There it is. Yeah, that's I, a, I, uh, dude, I, I, Nintendo is quality. Yep. That's, that's the bottom it line. equals quality. Nintendo dude, is quality. I, it was seriously between Naughty Dog and Nintendo. And, well, and, and, and let's be honest, I needed to win here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mister, I haven't had a Nintendo game since Super Nintendo. <laughs> no, yeah. You're, you're a rock star in your Nintendo. I couldn't contrast more from each other. <laughs> That's very true. It's very true. Um, no, Nintendo deserved that one. That I mean, they've, they've done nothing but quality since ever. That mm-hmm. they're, they're it. They're the gold standard. So oh, yeah. 
Makes sense. I mean, it, I I can admit Nintendo games aren't always my cup of tea, but uh, I can admit that they're they're the gold standard. Absolutely. And the fact that what Chris said, uh, Nintendo seal of quality of approval or whatever, mm-hmm. that they won't release a game until it's got that, like no matter how long it takes, yeah. it, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But uh, I mean, Chris's story about Kojima that. I the, I love hearing the behind the scenes of video games. Yeah, like I, I'm not in, into it as much as as you are, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm weird. But the but, but it interests me so much. I, like I I've I've loved going behind the scenes, like the the new God of War, the bar um, the, barlog, the barlog um, stuff. Like stuff. Like when, when companies do release like things like this. Um, Behind the scenes yeah. stuff, I I, I, just I was it up. I was getting choked there, up there's watching a lot that Obsidian of, one. There, there, there's a lot um, about uh, about Half Life. Lots of behind the scenes cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Just just, just watching just watching Barlog's Twitter as as the game was released and watching how much how surprised he was. Did you guys see his reaction people... when he saw the Metacritic? Yeah, he's that's, just bawling. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That watching his reactions on his Twitter after that game was released and and the way people were reacting to it, the way he like it shows how much it means that actually I know. means I, I, to I, him. I've watched like almost every interview with him. Like even the ones that, like a year after the game, like your reaction after the full, full yeah. year. It's like it's, the, the guy yeah, is the just one, so interesting. One year later, and he's just so. Uh, He's really good at articulating his what it, what it took to do it, and mm-hmm. he, and and he's, I think he he's on a mission to to explain things, and I mean they made a, a whole documentary about it, but but that but this Kojima thing, now now that this that new game's coming out, I kind of want to look into him more. That's yeah. the stuff that like. Movies I'm just a dumb American. that like there's gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a movie at some point about Kojima and his. Mm-hmm. Because you, I mean, they made a movie about Steve Jobs. They made movies about all these different Zuckerberg. people, yeah. Zuckerberg, that aren't exactly exciting topics, but they're super interesting. And I don't Deep know, characters. I don't know if that Kojima story, if it gets more interesting than that. So, yeah, it's fair. It's cool. Yeah, but Scott, I'm right there with you. Behind the scenes stuff, like. When we were talking about wrestling, and I was telling you guys behind the scenes stuff, you're like, "That's more interesting," <laughs> and like the the story of Kojima is might be more interesting than his games. Oh yeah, and like uh, I said before, that Obsidian documentary, I was getting choked up, and it was like to me, I was like, "Of, of course you got funding, like you have made so many memories for these people, uh, fond fond memories," and it, it was just like. When you can get like the the company can get stuck in their own head, you know, and they're like, "Oh, we we just made copycat games, and people let's only think of us as the copycat games," and the fans responded and said, "No, we love you guys, and we want to support you." And they were the whole team was just crying. Well, and that's and that's like, awesome, like because it, it we've talked about it before and how how toxic the gaming community can be. Yeah. But that's that's just it, that's the the loud minority yeah for really. sure also the, the, the majority of the people are the ones that are donating to this to this company that that has heart you yeah know? Mm-hmm. having um you seeing seeing how much it means to people that that others putting like a face, their stuff putting a face to a game is a smart idea yeah 
putting and Corey seeing, Barlog out there in the for, forefront. And yeah. seeing how much it means to them that, that you like their stuff. And, you know, uh, having, having produced videos that have gone to public, um, I, I did. Troy my, knows nothing about that. <laughs> my, well, Tro- Troy will know uh, as much as any of us, the videos that you produce, the videos that you create and you have a creative input on and you put it out there and, and it gets a positive reaction. There's nothing quite like it. That feeling I, my senior project in college, I did the, the pregame hype videos for the, for the, uh, the athletics department at Utah Valley mm-hmm. university. And I remember working so hard on the men's basketball video and putting so much work into it. And it was such a, a, an ordeal. And then going to that first game and like my pants in that stadium waiting for the 2000 people that showed up to, to watch it and see, and like hardly anybody was there but I was watching it and as the video got over and watching the way people reacted to it and got excited and, and, and like when I took it to the basketball team and showed them and the, like said, uh, kind of had the unveiling of it for them, seeing the way they reacted to it, then, then doing it in the stadium and seeing how people reacted to it and that feeling like, Oh my gosh. And I get that with the podcast. Every time I go somewhere and I hear someone tell me about it, if I see an unsolicited, like a, like a, a review of the podcast, or I talk to even one of my cousins and they're like, man, I listened to this episode and I really loved it. And I've, I talked to a cousin and he was like, man, my wife and I have started uh, rewatching the Harry Potter series because of the Harry Potter episodes you guys did. And I was like, like that kind of stuff, that feeling is a small taste of what, Barlog and Kojima mm-hmm. and these guys and the guys at Obsidian, what they are feeling when they, when that, and it's a small thing that we get, that we get to see that. And it, it and that's what really makes it such a cool, I, I don't know. That's why I love watching those things. Cause you get to like, you know, just a taste of what they're feeling and uh, you know how much it, it really does mean to them. So anyway, that was my rant about these, these eight companies. Like, thank you for the memories. <laughs> like, the, the I don't know. Like, I'm I'm a weirdo. But video games is something I'm passionate about. Like, I'd rather play a video game than watch TV, watch a movie. And the, I I don't know. I I'm glad we could do this. So thanks for humoring me, uh, giving us a platform to say thank you. Put put my thank you for the years and years of of memories out into the ether. So well, think a, about the the yeah the memories go back twenty five years or whatever when we had our our play our Nintendo that you would play Mario the original Mario on mm-hmm. and mom came in and said oh we're going somewhere and we're like no we can't there was no such thing as saving you can't say we can't save it because that wasn't it didn't exist you just left it on and came back and And it reset anyway you turned your tv off turned the tv off and left left the nintendo on you leave and you come back and you're 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 (laughs) praying that it didn't freeze and then you try and push forward and you're like Oh, good. It still works. <laughs> and those types of memories that you're love, talking about. I love Chris. those like memes of like, like uh, they start the PlayStation and he's like, does a little spinning logo. <laughs> and then it jumps to the next screen. They're like, yeah, it worked. It worked. It worked. 
I get to play my PS2 without having to restart yeah. it. No, seriously, like like memories. Absolutely, me and my my brothers and I made countless memories, either playing sports games or 2K, yeah. yeah, like like Mario on the on the NES, like mm-hmm. everything. It was just like. I mean, NBA Live 95, that was our jam. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just like... NBA Jam. <laughs> NBA Jam was our jam. <laughs> and anyway, it's, it's, it seriously is about, is about memories. It's, it's your... NBA your... Jam. The only game... He's on fire. The, on, the only time you'll ever Boom, see shaka-laka. John Stockton dunk. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets blocked by the rim a lot. <laughs> anyway, great Dang. stuff. Thanks. We went, we went long. Sorry, guys. That's fine. It's Two hours. Not Plus, unheard of. For, we we did for, say uh, in the beginning this might go long. Yeah. Yeah. Not unheard of for a, for a Cold Bow production. And and for a goat episode, too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Cool. Well, thank you all. Um, please, uh, if you liked what we, what we did, please go on some sort of social media and let us know. Go into our, uh, go into our, uh, our, our, Patreon, leave a message there, letting us know what you thought about it. Yeah, especially um, if if you've stumbled upon us and don't know us personally, because the only people that that we've gotten real feedback from is is our family and friends, immediate family and friends. So <laughs> so if you've stumbled upon us and you don't know us personally, please reach out to us, Twitter, Instagram, anyway. We'd love to to talk to you and uh, and introduce ourselves because. It's it's just kind of a crazy thought. From the beginning, this has always been like a a small production thing. But if you hey, if, we're, if we're able to reach beyond our our bubble of our you know sphere of people that we know, that'd be amazing. And yeah. we'd love to, to super hear from cool. You. I mean, the, the numbers numbers are against us. Like there has to be somebody. There, there has to be. Yeah, we have so many downloads. Like there has to be. <laughs> so also, successful. while you're on Patreon, if you want to drop a buck or two, <laughs> that, that wouldn't go amiss. I would pay a dollar to listen to this episode. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Also, hit a, hit up our uh, our sponsor. Let them know that uh, give them give them our love. The, we we love them. We appreciate them. It's awesome. So uh, link is in the description. Link is the in episode. the description, right? And uh, yeah, thank you guys. We love you. Is there anything else? No, I think we should end this episode with a bunch of like consoles like turning on and off. It's the noises. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, if there's nothing else, then we're gonna see you later. Bye bye. Bye.